Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Sustained effort and violence. No, please. No, please. Everyone be quiet. Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Cool. Neat story. I want to shake his hand. 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 Family. Let's get to pumping. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. You can find us online, pr927fm.com. And if you want to be a part of today's show, you can chime in via facebook live or youtube and we will read your comments you can be a part of this program with a question comment whatever you want to discuss on this tuesday going on in the sports world or otherwise and uh we got a lot of guests to get to on today's program coming up at 3 30 mike mullis is very angry we had our masters fantasy draft last wednesday we all drafted our golfers. Mully drafted four ringers. He was absolutely cruising. He had the winner, Scotty Scheffler, giving him bonus points. And I had to break the bad news to him earlier today that he did not win the Masters pool. He uh, he has texted. He has called me. He is there is smoke coming off his bald head, and uh, he was going to do a phone call today. But at last check, he said that he was going to come in studio because he wants me to have to look at him face-to-face and tell him that he lost the uh, master's pool. So. Is he going to sit on that side of the table like Wager <laughs> McGee and look at you face-to-face? Is that is that what it's going to come down I'm to? I'm a little nervous. Uh, Mully is not. This is not a joke. He is legitimately upset right now. Do you think he's going to come in the front door and Chandler's going to throw him like a beer like Stone Cold? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just going to bang him together and just like clothesline you? When he I'm walks hoping he doesn't result to violence, but um, it's... Are you prepared to defend yourself? Absolutely. He, he agreed to the rules that we mm-hmm. had set. As bad as those rules may be, he agreed to participate in it. So, and, yeah. and I will, we'll talk about it, but I acknowledge that the rules should be changed. I am not opposed to saying that. Also, I acknowledge that he agreed to play under the rules we had set. Well, what do you I, do? I'm not encouraging violence, but if it comes down to you and Molly throwing hands, who, who do you like? I mean, I'm going to take myself. I, I can't bet against myself. Mm-hmm. So. Chandler, who you like? Molly versus Clip Brock. Molly's definitely angrier than I am right now. Yeah, he's got the emotion, but but you also can you know get emotional and come back. If they, yeah. we were doing a boxing celebrity match, oh, boxing, I'm not. Yeah, I'd no. rather be wrestling. Wrestling, just anything goes. like UFC. <coughs> yeah, who you got, Chandler? I probably go Molly. Son, what yeah. about Shirley? Who that, you got? That adds a little fuel to my fire. I hate to say it, bud. Molly. Good. Wow. I like it. Now I'm starting to get angry. Now you're nodding your head. <laughs> you get, get angry, Cliff. <laughs> get angry. Do you now? think you've been disrespected? You are the by, underdog. Here. I like by, it. By Studio B over there. That's, that, that, that's good. That they're going well, Molly. I mean, I look. I'm not a fighter. Here's I'm a lover. Here's the thing about this. Molly is really mad about this. Yeah. He's mad. And I feel like if Spitting Molly fire. like if Molly is really mad, 
I feel like he can put a beat down on somebody. Mm-hmm. And in this situation, that somebody is Clip Brock. I think y'all should settle it on a game of putt-putt. Who do you like in that really? matchup, Chandler? Really? Molly's not settling putt, anything. Putt. He's done with El- El- with all really? of our games. He's he's not going to play any more reindeer games around here? He said this is the worst ruling by any commissioner at any level in the history of either real sports or fantasy. He means that. So what was at stake for the Masters pool there? Uh, Ten bucks $10. entry. $10 entry. Winner, it's not about that. Winner takes all? Yeah. And by the way, CJ won. <laughs> and I don't think he's going to be chirping at all because he doesn't want to get well, Molly angry sure. at him. I, he wants I 10 warned bucks. him because he's, he was on Twitter earlier and I was like, look, I'm just going to warn you. If you like chirp at Mully, he will chirp back and he'll chirp back 10 times stronger. Mm. Uh, so I just, it, due to my experience with Mully. Charlie, so. I put up a soundbite, uh, Mully, on your uh, PRL folder, the uh, Mully rules one. Do you see that? Yeah. Can you, uh, so th- again, the rules were the rules. And here's us going into the draft last week and what Mully said. Hit it. All right, so let's do a drawing. I'm going to call out a name. You tell me what order they'll be picking. We're going to go snake draft, everyone. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Oh, I mean, oh my. Who needs rules? Well, he needs them now. That's like not reading the uh, waiver the, you signed before, fine you, print. before you ride the roller coaster that, that you get stuck or thrown off of. So, again, I acknowledge these rules need to change, but. That has nothing to do with the game we just played. We just played it fair and square. And uh, I yes. am I am going to both sides it. I see his point. I see my point as the commissioner. Mully, I don't think will. I would I would love Mully to come out of this and say, these rules suck, but they were the rules and and Are you the commissioner? I mean, I guess I put it all together. Are they asking you? Came up I came up rules. with the rules. Is yeah. he asking you to step down? <laughs> Again, he's not. He's, well, I'll tell you what. Next year, when you go to the podium, you will be getting booze, just like Roger Goodell. <laughs> now I know how about they feel. They're in a this no-win situation. A, this is a tuck rule situation. This changes the game of fantasy. I don't know. Going I've, forward, I've, I've noticed you've been hanging out with CJ a lot. He must really like you. <laughs> have i i don't know has he been pumping you up like hey that was a really good tournament we did again he's been relatively <laughs> he's been relatively quiet over this whole thing so i don't know man i don't know what's going to happen when mully joins us later in the show well stay tuned coming up at four o'clock spencer percy buzzbeat podcast will join us the hornets are in a wacky play-in tournament they'll play coming up wednesday night against the hawks if they win that they move on to friday they have to win two games right now to get into the playoffs, which begin on Saturday. If you're not following it, it's tough to explain. It's uh, These rules are dumber than my Masters draft rules. Wow. <laughs> Maybe something you and Mully can agree on. So if the Hornets lose tomorrow night, they should complain about the rules. I think that's what they should mm-hmm. do and not complain about themselves losing. Uh, so we'll talk to Spencer. We'll look at some of the first-round matchups, some really juicy ones, including Golden State-Denver. That's going to be a lot of fun. This is the time when everybody comments about how great Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley and Shaq are on TNT because usually the uh, the talk between the quarters and the halves are better than the basketball at some I, point. I think that's what's made them a star of the last – I mean, I think people of my generation – prefer watching charles and shaq yeah and ernie johnson and even uh kenny i remember kenny. him when he, we played with the uh, rockets he was he was a stud 
But uh, I think more people enjoy watching that than the actual NBA until yeah. maybe it gets down to the final four of the finals because I don't know. Just I think the the biggest issue with the NBA for a person like me is that you just you don't know who the players are anymore. It's just there's too many too much turnover, and then you you don't even know who the players are in college basketball. So, but well, uh, part of that is you don't follow it like you used to too. Sure, I mean that that definitely is too. But there's a reason for you not following it. But like it, a chicken and egg thing. But but it's also it also seems like with the exception obviously the Lakers I know that they got bounced or whatever that it, that the small market teams really you know don't seem to really the the NBA is like for for 12 teams maybe it's a little different this year do you know who the top two the one seeds are but are they the favorite to win the championship the one in the west is phoenix phoenix they are the one in the east miami is probably not right and it's a small market team the bucks who are probably the favorite to come out of the east right so it is there is a lot of parity but normally it is not this way it seems like there is uh this season uh so spencer percy joins us at four o'clock billy weaver will join us we got some dan snyder news could this be could this be it could this be the one that gets dan snyder out of washington can they make him sell the football team the commanders once you start keeping money from the other owners and the league it's serious now all the other crap just like hurt the little guy or whatever when it starts hurting the big wigs, like apparently they're doing, breaking financial laws and skimming off the top, that is what's going to get the NFL owner's attention to get this guy the hell out of there. No one will stand for billionaire on billionaire crime. Right. It's just not going to happen. And they will make him sell his team for the maximum amount of billions that he can get for it. Yeah, well. And what will Dan Snyder go do with all that money? I don't know. Maybe bring back Six Flags. Is that still a thing? Because Six Flags is still open, isn't it? Six Flags know. over Atlanta? Yeah, I thought yeah. I rode by it one time when I was there recently. Maybe so. King's Dominion is still a thing. Maybe he would buy Pirate Radio and co-host a show with you. Oh, boy. How would that? I got a lot to say. I got a lot to say to him. So that, yeah, what, what, would be be, what would be the first thing you would say to him? In you the first, suck! And the first question you would ask. I hate you. Why are you the way you are? That, that That's a question. You, what? You, you suck and I hate you was two statements. What so. good have you done these last 24 years? What positives have you brought to Washington football, professional football? That is, would be my first question. Is the culture indeed good? <laughs> that would be my first question. Yeah. Is it still I, intact? I've got a lot of questions. How about if you had to pick a name, would you go back to the Redskins, the football team, or you like the Commanders? <laughs> you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is You're asking me? No, I'm just asking you're, Daniel Snyder. No, that. Well, he's Redskins for life. Yeah. Uh, he said it would never be changed, and here we are two, two changes later <laughs> we're the commanders uh so yeah uh still we, weird still weird hearing the guardians on sports center very strange very weird seeing that logo too i stopped in my tracks this morning when i was had the tv on i was in the kitchen and it said and the guardians get the win i was like oh yeah yeah clearly. i almost think they should have just gone with the c as a logo because and maybe that's why washington is going with the w because that the g on the baseball thingy like it looks mm-hmm. like a different sport yeah it's uh it's out there so all right and uh steven Igo, hoist the colors joins us at five o'clock i've got questions for Igo. i want to know about these new basketball players that mike schwartz has brought in to the program because we are at three now and they got a guy on the all name team saxby yeah who needs to get that. a nil deal with zaxby's immediately 
Saxby. You think he likes chicken sandwiches? I, if they paid him enough, he would. That is, uh, that's a cool name, all name team. So I don't know how good he is, but uh, we'll talk to Igo about that. Also, Igo has been a busy boy today. Um, has he been on the Twitter machine? One, two, three, three. Well, three in the last hour of ECU football players hitting the transfer portal. Uh, CJ Crump, who's a corner, uh, Javion McCray, who he had hopes for as a defensive tackle. And maybe, uh, Chandler, do you know ECU walk-on specialist Sully Harden? I do not, but I was... Is that one of the many long snappers we got, or is that somebody else? I I haven't heard that name, but I was very shocked to hear Javion McCray, uh, a West Columbus uh, standout. Brett Hickman, who you had on the show just a few weeks ago, was his coach in high school. Uh, thought he was going to be a really good defensive tackle for us as did i but maybe that's a good sign maybe we're so stacked there you got hickman you got mckinney um so yeah i mean maybe the depth is so strong there at that position that maybe he wants to go and play right away if the transfer portal was a real place what would it look like clip like a club I mean, what, how do you envision, like, man, if that's if you're, you're you're thinking in your head, what does the transfer portal look like where all these people are? Like, if it's a real place, Walmart, like a Walmart, and it's busiest hours, uh, just people everywhere. I kind of see it, kind of like a train station with like without some, a single register open. <laughs> yes, yeah, everybody's in line waiting to get picked up by that one big school register, but. They continue waiting. You got a few big ticket items, and then you got a lot of falling prices on other <laughs> things. Is that what you're saying? I can see it as like an airport. Could be a giant, yeah, with a lot of flights being canceled and a lot of uh, terminals, a lot of layovers, mm-hmm. people just chilling, waiting. A lot, lot of airlines that are overvalued. Yeah, not delivering. A yeah. giant doctor's waiting room where everybody's just sitting there mm-hmm. doing nothing. Yeah, I don't know. It's. Uh, it's over full and there's just not a lot of places uh enough places for everybody to go has the transfer portal have we have we have we gotten used to it is it just a part of i mean our, i have at this point it's, I, it's I, just a part of our, i mean have you just accepted it yes uh football you are still building traditionally not as much as you were before but you're still looking at recruiting classes they're important to look at basketball it's year to year. I, it's year to year. I have accepted that at this point. Uh, who's on the team this year? That's I think that gets matters. back to my NBA talk, too, with the portal. It's just like, whoa. It's just, it's just too hard to keep up with all the stuff well, coming and going. Depends on how much you want to keep How up much with. effort you want to do yeah. for it. Now, I think, obviously, if your team's really good, you'll keep up with it because you're looking to add a piece here or there. But if your team is just wholesale changing year after year and you're not winning but, you know, 10 to 15 games, then – it's kind of well, hard plus to i'm being forced to keep up with it yeah oh, i have I to talk about it for three hours a day absolutely so but it is, it's just a busy busy deal yeah and i know i miss college basketball like i'm ready for college basketball to start again the tournament really reinvigorated me Did back into college got you basketball. fired back up yeah between, i mean between arkansas it was a great tournament and uh and it's and you know what i don't know who's going to be on those rosters next year and I don't really care because the games will still be good and I'll learn who they are for one year and then move on to the next. That's kind of the reality of it. It's not like it used to be. It's not as good or enjoyable when we knew all the players, but I'm going to try to keep up and not get left behind, as Jeff Charles says. Way to go, Clip. Yeah, that's all I can do. That's so I go coming idea. up at five. That was a long rundown. 
Yeah, so those are the guests. Thanks for hanging out, Ellery. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you need me to hang out to like uh, simmer down the eyeball to eyeball. Well, if you could just be here, yeah, I would like. Some... We need upper management here, in, you know, around either we around esta- or in the studio. Should we establish a safe word for him to go to commercial break? <laughs> for, for for me to come to the studio. <laughs> if I say Code Mully, son, son. If I say bogey. Son. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Par, par. If I say par, you run in here. here here's a good one. Four. 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 <laughs> if Mully pulls a Jim Everett, a Chris Everett, and comes across the table. Mm-hmm. And look, I am not taking any delight in this. You have accepted that you you might have. You the know, rules are not The fair. rules are not fair. Has he ever looked at the rules by, the, by this point? Are you going to go over them with him when he gets here? Because he, he, Let's heard see the, if he wants to go over them. He knows the rules. Let's we see if he wants rules. to go over the rules. We, well, we asked him last we week. We asked him last week. Hit Does it. he want to go over the rules? Charlie. Molly. All right, so let's do a drawing. I'm going to call out a name. You tell me what order they'll be picking. We're going to go snake draft, everyone. <laughs> Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. <laughs> Molly, Molly, are you sure? Look, Shirley knew the rules. Chandler knew the rules. Shrimply CJ knew delicious. The <laughs> Shirley, we're not going to play Whoops. that when he's here. Shrimply delicious. <laughs> I don't know. I might actually call. For All right, that, that's when he would do the gym effort. Yeah, that's when he would do the gym. I effort. don't say shrimply delicious one, one more time. time. Shrimply delicious. <laughs> I don't want to antagonize him because I'm not taking joy in this. It's a bad spot to be in for for both of us. In fact, I'm the victim here, not Mully. I'm gonna say that one to him. So you're gonna you're gonna reverse. Yeah, uh, you gotta. Uh, you do a good job of that. Who's the bigger victim? You, you do me. We have triply esta- delicious. <laughs> <laughs> we have established this clip, Brock, that you do a good job of digging out of a hole and yeah. flipping it. I'm flipping a big hole on digger. On someone else. I used to get make money digging holes, laying water lines. Nice. People forget. <laughs> people forget. People didn't know. Does anyone really <laughs> care? No, nobody cares, Jeff. Uh, so I, I never saw noticed that on your resume. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think that would do much to get this job. Hole digger. Yeah. Were you like? Was your nickname Dig Dug? Sure. Was that supposed to be funny? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but well, we are, Molly's getting more airtime during this segment <laughs> than he is during his actual segment. <laughs> All right, LRB Pirate Baseball on the road tonight. Yeah, on the road uh, all Long. week and at ucf big week uh, so what you, what's your prediction for the record this week uh three and one i think they i said this going into conference play they're not going to reel off 15 20 wins in a row they are not that team this year they're not the university of tennessee they are going to scrap and claw and grit through weekends and win series and maybe that's what this team is going to be i don't think they're going to be in at large i think they're going to be a bubble team and have to win the tournament near or at the top of conference play once we go into clearwater at the aac tournament and we're probably gonna have to win that thing to get in and i give the pirates a good chance to do that so i think that's what we are this year yeah I, I, they are not that preseason 14th ranked team or whatever they're gonna finish around what 32 33 wins maybe some around there and see if they can win in the american i think the american uh is a one bid league so the champion goes on the rest go home the tournament champion that's it yep that's uh that's what i'm looking at how about and, the yeah i was gonna say, have you seen this i heard you and uh was it Ryder or zach that were talking about uh, tennessee yesterday 
yeah in, in well i baseball. brought it up several times uh well it was zach because i was talking about the player that like crawled into home and touched home plate with his fingertip like they play a cocky brand of baseball they're backing it up yeah I mean, they're the only team they lost to was number one texas at the time when they lost to them and they won like 20 in a row they're 12 and 0 in the sec to have a 31 and 1 baseball record <laughs> Is that their record right now? They're thirty-one and that one. That is nuts. They're thirty-one and one. They have not, that. The only loss was when Texas was number one early in the season, like March eighth or tenth or somewhere in there. Yeah, they're twelve and zero in the SEC. They've beaten. They've swept Ole Miss, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, and now Missouri. I mean, those other three are. I mean, I don't know much about Missouri baseball, but the other three are very formidable opponents. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just an insane baseball record. Yeah, that is not supposed to happen in the sport of baseball. That I mean, that's just bizarre. That's just, un, I mean, crazy. In college baseball. Yeah. To be 31-1. and one. Now, the best team last year did not win at all in Omaha. It was somebody out of the SEC, right? Florida, or I can't remember who, but it wasn't Mississippi State. I remember that. And it wasn't even NC State who had a good chance to win it all. I thought somebody beat home. Vanderbilt last year. Was it Arkansas? Arkansas Ar- might have been the team Arkansas, Arkansas, and they're like number two in the country right, right now. So, I don't know. We talked to Aaron Fitt earlier this year, and he did say there's a, a bit of a Tier 1, and that includes the Tennessee, Arkansas, those SEC schools. But will they be standing at the top? It's it's almost impossible to say Tennessee won't win it right now, but I don't know. Peaking too early, all those cliches could be. All those all those SEC schools just have dominant pitching. And they, they I mean, as we ran into with uh, Rocker and what was the other guy's name? Lighter. Lighter. I mean, they, they, they have two, like, studs that can give you seven innings on a Friday, then on a Saturday. And then it's like, I mean, what the heck do you, I mean, that, that just seems to be, I mean, the SEC, the way it's built and the money that they're getting ready to get when their new TV deal is up, it's just, man, they're, they're playing at a whole nother level than everybody else and beyond i mean it's just not even fair really so we lost gavin williams and the pitching has struggled for the most part we're relying on Ryder giles to be our ace right now and he was awesome on friday uh vanderbilt lost the top two arms in the country in lighter and rocker and they're still 22 and 9 they're off to a slow start in 22 and 9 but three of those are to tennessee who's only lost one so i mean 22 and 6. And they're 5 and 7 in conference play. So they got off to a slow start losing to South Carolina and you mentioned Tennessee, but they're going to be fine and back in the uh the tournament again when it's all said and done and they have reloaded on arms and uh the Whistler will probably be there in Omaha yeah. once again. I'm expecting to hear that uh on ESPN in early June. Yeah. For sure. All right, uh what else are you uh following? Looks like Sully Harden was a punter. He uh, is being shown punting here. <laughs> Mully's got a box with him. He just oh, walked in the building. Geez. Check him for firearms. Pard, oh four. Oh, my God. What are all the words? Four. Oh, he's got pennies. He's got a roll of pennies. Now, look at this. Oh. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. He brought $10 in pennies. And he he's one of these guys that talks about the younger generation, how spoiled they're. And this is the kind of stuff he does. Really? Mm. What a guy. Is he not? Is he leaving? <laughs> really? No, he's 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 a good. What a what a head case, unbelievable. Chandler, we need you to count these. <laughs> <laughs> this is CJ's money. He can come get it. He took the time out of his day 
to go get a box of pennies. Yeah. I tell you what, they're bright and shiny. Are they? They real? are. Are they? They they're are like bright gold and shiny. coins. I've never seen that many. Hold on. They are really, they really. They are twenty. The he went to the damn mint because these are fresh twenty twenty two and got these pennies. Those are mints. And dumped them all over my damn area. And now, now you can't even see who's coming up next. Yeah, I mean this guy. I, I get he's angry, but this—that's a little much. That, that's, does he, now does he owe you an apology? No. It, well, I don't care because he's not going to get. This is all about him right now. He only sees his side. I again am. I have admitted that the rules aren't fair. I've also acknowledged that we agreed to play by these rules. There's nothing else I can do at this point, other than that. I feel like I need to go out into the lobby and be like Doug Llewellyn and do like a <laughs> people's hero. Yeah, just, just to do an interview with him before. One of your hair heroes and job yeah. heroes. And be- before he comes walking into the courtroom, you know, maybe Shirley needs to be Wapner, you know, and uh, I just hope Chandler can be bailiff. I hope that was his act of aggression and he doesn't have any more planned. I really don't, I, I want this to get physical. I was, I mean, that box kind of looked like a box of ammo. I was a little concerned there for a second. You know, could have fit a gun in here or something. Not, I mean, just maybe his reload, but that's a lot of pennies. Have you ever seen that many pennies before? I have not. All pennies. Yeah. What a guy. I'm going to give Mully my, more time. He's obviously got a lot of talking to do. Well, we'll see how that goes. Uh, LRB, stay close. If you hear four, that means come in. Yeah. Not part. Four. Four. Got it. Here for. Here for. Uh, speaking of one other thing I want to plug real quick, coming up on Monday, April 18th, it's uh, tax day. You know, it's usually the 15th, but it's, you know, because of the year and the weekend and stuff there. Anyway, tax day is Monday the 18th. During this show from four to six, we're going to be outside in the Pirate Radio parking lot giving out free Kona ice from four to six. Free Kona ice. So all, all you kids that are on spring break next week in Pitt County schools. And have taxes coming up. And your parents have taxes? <laughs> have them bring you down here for uh, a free cone of ice from 4 to 6. They're going to have uh, the big truck out here. So uh, maybe you can invite Molly to come ha- have a cone of ice next Monday with you and to, to help, help smooth it over smooth over, over some of the stuff. I hope this isn't the end of our relationship. But the way it's, it's going right now. Yeah. You know, he nor- he's normally a Tuesday guy. Maybe you need to make Molly a Monday guy next week. Maybe that'll cool him off a little bit. I don't know. I got a lot of pennies here to deal with. Yeah. During the break. So thanks for hanging out, Ellerby. Yeah. Good to see you guys. Come see us next Monday for some uh, free cut ice. It's like when Kramer went into the, uh, what was he getting? Calzones with all the coins he had. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Mike Mullis joins us. We'll get his official statement, my official statement. Shirley and Chandler can weigh in. Big controversy here. As C.J. Schaefer has somehow won the 2022 Masters Pool, Masters Fantasy Pool, Mike Mullis thought he was a shoe-in. He had Scotty Scheffler, had the champion, but his team let him down. Did he wear, Did he have a green jacket on early? Was he celebrating? He was. He, he, he was celebrating. Chandler can attest to that. This is just also, like... Also, I, I gave him the win. I said, Molly, you're not allowed to be in next year's uh, fantasy draft and because you dominated little did I know I was wrong this seems like one of those weird golf rules where he had like too many clubs in his bag and he got like penalized for it and he's no longer eligible to be the champion well, what's the word you use there rule weird golf rule there are rules we follow by rules we live as a society that follows laws and rules this is not a lawless exactly radio station <laughs> <laughs> 
Or, or hell, maybe we can just do whatever the hell we want. I don't know. Oh, geez. Maybe that's the way Mully wants it. Clip. Stop. Anarchy. We'll find out. We'll talk to him after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year. And they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right, back with you. Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt, Mike Mullis joining us in studio. Here's what you missed during the break. I offered Molly a water. He did not acknowledge my existence, didn't look at me, didn't answer me. I have noticed he has spoken to CJ and Chandler. Shirley, I, did you talk to Molly at all since he's been here? No. Okay. Would you like to? Or Sure. What's sure. up, Molly? How are you? Okay. I'm so fine. he's talking to, has spoken to, with everyone but me. Molly, welcome to the show. Thanks. Okay. All right. That's a good start. I appreciate that. Mully, you, you are, know what? Me not talking to the host would be as dumb as the rules that you impose for this Masters draft thing. Like, that would be really dumb for me to come on a show with you hosting and not speak to you. I agree. That right. would be dumb, and be you very, are be, not doing that. No, you, that's correct. You're doing the smart right, thing. That's correct. Thank you. Um, you're upset. Oh, yeah, not as much so now. as I've. All, but all day I've, yeah, I've, I've thought about this. And I've talked to some guys that uh, understand golf. Clearly, you not being in that group uh, I, yeah. and, and i've i've said guys let me ask you a question if you're the only you're in a five-person fantasy league for the masters and you're the one that picks the winner and you're the only one that has all four players make the cut but then you're notified today that you did not win the overwhelming answer was i'd be pissed and, and you, I said, you, I am. you have a right to be upset can CJ, i you know what cj i I held you at a higher level, but I can't believe you would even accept this win. <laughs> okay, good. It's on him for this moment. It's... I mean, we, we are talking clip light here, so I I I don't I can't believe you took the win. You have a chance to hand it over right now. No, I don't I don't want the win. Oh well all right then. <laughs> but I just but you backed into it. Yeah, that's not a sportsman's kind of deal. Well, I fell into it, and I'm just still laying there. With three really players. All right, Mully. So explain your explain these these rules. Why? So, so, so now you want me to explain well, the rules? And so also, I heard earlier that you played back the the yes. Effort. Well, you know why I did that? I did that like we don't need to hear the rules because I listened to the banner on the air, and I didn't want our listeners to be mired in that because we'd already covered the rules. So you know the rules. You know what? And quite frankly, I took for granted that there would be, if a player didn't make the cut, there would be a penalty or no credit given to them. Right. But the the reality is, you'd have been better off to have four guys miss the cut on the cut line than you win the thing. No, no, no that's yeah, not Yeah, because true. they couldn't go plus 
stroke, so they couldn't go negative points. Well, Chan- like Chandler's team, for example, he had two guys miss the cut. He finishes next to last. I had I had one guy miss the cut. I finished last. But they also but my one guy was he, Louis, he and he had withdrew. a he had a withdrew. Yeah, so Louis actually helped him by withdrawing more than Cantley helped me by making the cut. Yes, which means these rules need to be fixed, and I have acknowledged that they are not fair. There needs to be a bigger penalty for missing the cut. Bigger penalty would imply that there was some penalty. <laughs> there is a penalty. You don't get the bonus two points. But you don't get to go backwards if your guy goes over par. So there needs to be a bigger penalty. I acknowledge that. You are a hundred percent correct. This is uh, this is terrible. You're you're you are better than this. Now you have you said you that- are smarter than this. And part of my problem is I place my faith in the fact that you are an intelligent guy and a sports guy, <laughs> and that you would not do something so ass nine. Because the reality is, after you all had somebody miss the cut, it was over. It didn't matter what any of my guys did because I was the only one that had four people still competing. Well, that's not true. That, it, that is it true. It didn't matter if uh, if no, not by your bull if, crap. If Cantlay did better, you would have won. If Matsuyama did better, you would have won. Or if Cantlay would have missed a cut, or if Matsuyama would have missed a cut because Scheffler, who I picked, was the winner. I know. So but- I picked. Let's put this out there to Pirate Nation. I picked the winner and was the only one that finished with four golfers in the game. But I don't win the tournament. You should. Yes, that that. I mean, let's put it out there. What's it's the court of public opinion. I have seen this show in the past in regards to Troy Dreyfus go out to the community that that listens and supports this programming to determine who indeed was a winner. Now, in that case, I never questioned it because Shirley was in charge, and so Shirley was definitely going to win in that situation over Troy. Did Gilbert Godfrey really die? I think we should be yeah. focusing on that more than this me- meaningless. He sadly passed away. Okay, Shirley, what's your take on the uh, Masters? <laughs> uh, you know, I, it's hard for me to say because he's the one, Clip was the one that came up with the rules, came up with the the layout, how it was going to play out, and we it was all... kind of out of my hands. The Now, the only difference is... When we do our bracket pool, Jonathan comes up with the rules. The only diff- the only thing that I have to do is okay. I didn't ask you anything, Shirley. Okay. Just see, look, he's. I get it, Shirley. You play sports. You've played your whole life, and you think this is a fair win for CJ. CJ, congratulations, by the way. <laughs> the rules are not fair. The I rules suck. I didn't make the rules. I just I just go with what. So you're just a, the the you're just a beneficiary right. of really Harden. bad rules. Right. I'm James Harden. Okay. We will have a new rule next year called the Mully Rule. There will be and, no next year. Well, you won't be a you. part of it. I get it. No, fine. I'm out. I know you made that <laughs> gone. very clear. I quit. Bailey uh, says uh, we never. Look a little salty. <laughs> Bailey said we never have this type of controversy on the second chance with the Sweet 16. Well, that now, you know what, Bailey? Now it's not you, the Bailey. time. Now Thank you, Bailey. The time. There have been some issues with that too. The rules are not good. I'm not a golf guy, Mully. That has been or you said two really dumb things since I've known you that Tiger Woods kids should play wide receiver, <laughs> and then those dumbass rules you came up with on the 
on the Masters thing. So that's my, not bad for I everything will, I've said to you. Only two things. I will good. preempt the fact that the type the Charlie Woods statement was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So this is by far the most ass nine thing I've ever heard. Have you seen the hands on that kid? <laughs> Should be running routes. <laughs> the dumbest thing you've ever said. I disagree. Have him at you Stanford. Know, moreover, moreover, as Chandler's sitting beside me watching the back nine of the Masters, Chandler says to me, and I quote, Molly, I'm going to go ahead and give you my money. And I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> and I said, what did I say, Chandler? No, no, no. Yeah, Maybe Clip's got some dumb rules. <laughs> no, I said, no, no, no. Not right now. It's not the right time. So... It, I was honored as the winner by two of the five. Did you th- count me? No, that you two. Okay, one two. All right. Shirley and CJ did call or text. It's enough. Well, for you, I mean, I had I had conceded that you had won because Scheffler had. He's had, the winner, right? He, he was yeah. the winner, and I was like, That's "Man, crazy. Molly crushed us." Right. And then I just went on about my business. It wasn't until the clip added up all the points that I realized, and "Oh, you wait!" Were in a position all weekend to win. But again, that that Rory McIlroy that mattered. Uh, Lowry, Shane Lowry, it, it mattered. It, it it would have mattered if he would have had four competitors in the final. I, I hear what you're saying, and I'm not going to ask you what the rules should be moving forward because you're completely out of this now. Correct. But you what do you suggest for us? That's going to play. <laughs> I don't next care what you do. <laughs> that's why I didn't ask him. Chandler. I could care any less. Yeah. Chad says so. The rules don't matter until it's not in Molly's favor correct oh okay well at least we got to the bottom of it then <clears throat> are you going to acknowledge that you knew the rules going into this thing my son made 100 on a math test that's far more important i bet you he'd have made better rules than this <laughs> well that's smart guy that's good uh Gilbert what, what did you ask i'm sorry did you know the rules heading into this thing i clearly i did not if I, I would never have agreed that if a player misses the cut, that it really doesn't matter. I disagree. You would have said, I'm going to win it anyway. And, and because all four of my guys got in, and all I did was try to pick cut makers other than Scheffler. Which which I did, and Scheffler won, and that was, you know. I just think this is an anomaly. That what? That you made such a dumb rule? No, I've heard you say other dumb stuff. We've just covered that. No, that you had the champion and four guys make the cut and still lost by two. I think that is uh, it's a freak incident. It's go, go ahead, Chandler. Chandler. Right, well, I mean, well, you're accepting that the rules are bad. I was going to say, you know, put yourself in Mully's sho- Mully shoes, where he's the commissioner. He didn't go over the rules, and you're in that situation that he's in. But I mean, you would be mad. Do I? You're, I'm not saying he shouldn't be mad. I'm not saying that. That's why I was. That's why I held up and not said. That's why I didn't say it. Do I still win in that scenario? It's enough out of you. <laughs> so, Molly, I don't know where we where do we go from here. I, I'm texting my son. <laughs> I, you know what, man? Tell him I, I say I, congratulations. Not, no, I will not tell him anything you say. <laughs> I, uh, you know, we could run this back for the open. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. That, You're just setting me up here. Oh, boy. What kind of hold, hold on. on. What kind of rules? I'll, I'll make them up as we go. So you're the commissioner. 100%. No, no, no. No, we don't know. We didn't do that. Well, we didn't I'll, make them up as Ch- we go. Ch- Chandler, would you like to play in mine? I don't, we don't We don't need clip. Well, I mean. No, no, no. We no, don't need clip. Yeah, Chandler. Would you like to play? Okay, CJ's going to lick his boots and Shirley, would you like to play as well? 
Uh, what are we and you're going to make up the we're rules gonna, as you go. Not, I, got, I, mean, I love gonna, a good little competition. Okay. I, I'm in. Thank you. We'll, we're we're going to have a, a – we're, we're going to secede – it's kind of like the NCAA. We're going to secede from the NCAA here. Okay. And we're going to have, like, the true players league and let Clip do the clown oh. league. <laughs> Clip can do the, the clown fantasy stuff. Okay. And we'll do, like, legit. Like, it'll be legit. And you know what I was going to do with the $50? You know what I was going to do with the $50? <laughs> Buy new golf balls? No. No. I was going to go down and get the little things that Shirley likes, the little uh, the things I bought you for your birthday. Oh, smash. Yeah. That was my plan. Some waffles. I was going to bring them with me Way to, go, to come claim by winnings and just as a trade-out. Way to go, me. Patrick Cantlay. And I was going to offer those to everybody. Way to as go. As a team player. Hideki Matsuyama. Way to screw it up for everybody. I'm going to hmm. take this to a Walmart coin machine. Good. You won't get $10. You shortchange them? Yep. No, there's $10 in there. If it's not, go over to BB&T and get with them. Again, Mully, you said your pro league is going to make up the rules as they go. That is not what happened here. That is cl- that is that not a, what happened. That was a a, 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 that was a rhetorical. Okay. Uh, that was, that's called a joke. Well, why am I outlawed from your league? Because you're a bigger joke than the joke I just made. <laughs> I don't I mean, think you'll be smart enough to play in our league. <laughs> I mean, you're not a golf guy, clearly. Do you not believe in second chances? I do. Well, why wouldn't you offer me a second chance now, knowing what I know that this, uh, this, this, the, the rules need to be shifted? Why would you not? Could I? Could I at least that? be declared co-champion, and then I will s- concede that? <laughs> I, I am not declaring you co-champion because CJ won. Well, then you're not going to play in the big boy league. <laughs> All right. I mean, we're at an impasse. Okay. Will you still um, join me to talk sports? Yeah, because I, I got to have something to talk about on the air. When you say other dumb stuff, that's a good opportunity to collect some material. I mean, I, I don't know. No, clips. For the most part, you, you're pretty good. This this was this was really really bad. This was egregious. This was a big stain on your shirt. This, if you were commissioner of a league right now, you would be fired. Fired. No. Well, I tried. To no, we would have a rules meeting at the end of the year and change the rules, and everybody'd be crushing me. There would be an owners meeting. Yeah, they'd say, "Hey, dude, that is dumb." And then we say, you know what? You're right. And I'm going to adjust these rules. So as you were doing that, this is what I really think. I think what it came down to, you knew that you would get me fired up by calling me and telling me that I lost. So you said, hey, listen, watch this. I think there was a watch this moment. When? At some point when you added the tally. I honestly felt bad because I had already given you the win and said, Mully, you're not invited next year because you kicked our asses. And then I went back the next day, came in here. That is the truth. So how... Can you make those statements and then? And first off, if you've already given me the win, do I have to give the trophy back? The the the, the proverbial trophy. You're the one that came trophy? in with your box of coins. That's up to you. Well, that was aimed at you. I wanted to dump them on your head. <laughs> I, I'll give it back. Thank you. you do thank that. you for great. showing restraint. I did. I wanted to dump them on your head. That is class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being classy about it. Again, I don't know how many times I can say it. I acknowledge the rules need to be changed. Okay, then let's talk about something else. I mean, let's. I mean, we got Boston and Detroit playing. Hey, who cares about them? 
I mean, this I can't really focus on anything else right now. Well, I mean, what I really want to do is get back in your good graces. Somehow. Well, and I don't know how I'm gonna... you got some work to do. Yeah, Let, uh, how I'm about like your... C.J. Johnson. How about your Braves? They lost last night. I know. I hope they never win again. <laughs> See, I... okay, you can hope that. I don't hope that. You can. It won't I don't, matter. I don't wish your transgressions to uh, be at the, their their downfall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you really want to talk about something else? What do you think of Alec Bohm? saying i hate this effing place that was a terrible choice almost as bad oh boy oh no as what go ahead the decision of our commissioner in the masters league but you that know was what? a really bad choice that alex ball made and you know what he made a good choice acknowledging it after the fact too late just like i'm doing now too late the toothpaste <laughs> is out of the tube i disagree he is in philly where they booed santa claus molly you are still looked at as the golf guy you had four guys make the cut and the champion right you're like the people's champion you're not our champion but it didn't pay anything no but you don't care about that well who doesn't i was gonna bring you guys smash waffles well that's then we're the ones hurting not you well i enjoy doing for others i appreciate it and i feel bad about you this. should and i told chandler what did i tell you chandler i said i take no delight in any of this no he said that and i mean that i mean that i, I did this is not a gotcha he, this no, is he, not a he made a mistake he's owning up to it I, I, and you're rightfully mad chandler get off the fence pick a side what fence am i supposed what side of the fence am i supposed to be on Clearly i think this is a i think i should be exactly where i'm supposed to be right in the middle because <laughs> i agree with both middleman chan aren't you i a, am middleman chan baby aren't you a golfer <laughs> i am a golfer and I, he also I am a goofer he also agreed to the rules as did everybody i participated if i if i was in your situation i'd be mad if i was in his situation where i'm the commissioner I would be doing exactly what he's doing. And Mully, that's owning up to the mistake. You made the comment that this is the worst ruling by any commissioner at any level in the history of either real sports or fantasy. I think it would be worse if I reversed the decision after the fact. You yes. have a chance to right your wrongs. And any time in life you have a chance to right your wrongs, immediately do so aggressively, son. I feel like righting my wrong would be moving forward, changing to a better format not affecting the outcome of this one that we all agreed to play upon what if there's not another masters well then i'm re- i'm really gonna feel bad <laughs> if this is the last one you're right that's tough that would be that would be tough and i yeah well if they never played in augusta again that would be on me that that would mm-hmm. you're right that would change things mm-hmm. but i feel like they're gonna be back next year well we'll see I would love to be in your um, PGA Championship Fantasy League. Hmm. <laughs> I would love. I tell you what, I would love right now I'd some th- shrimp. What? Shrimply delicious. Now that he did that, I I did not want that played. I thought things were going great. Oh, no. <laughs> oh middleman here took a side. <laughs> you see his eyes? An aggressive side. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wanted it to be played. Uh, Bully. <laughs> I apologize. Why would you do that? Hey, look, I, I thought it was shrimply awesome. <laughs> shrimply delicious. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I got to give you credit. That took some cojones there, Chandler. Look, I, look, I'm, look, we're in the radio business. We, we want to make content. Content is king. I thought it was great content. Hey, ooh, trademark, trademark, relax. Can you please hush over there? Uh, anyway, but um, Molly, content is king. That was content. 
I'm well, sorry. I apologize. It happened. Um, and again, moving forward, we're going to change these rules, whether you want to be a part of it or not. I've I got to right these wrongs, and I would like to get back into your good graces if I possibly could. Why would I shake his hand? I want to. Why bring up the shrimply delicious? Thing? That's a great question. Shrimply delicious because I knew it wasn't going to be brought up. Because this, <laughs> what? look, this man, look, this man right here went what? through no, the world. So now, to put it man, middleman is now not middleman anymore, right? No, 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 no. no, no. You fit me. This is me being delicious. selfish. This is me being selfish. You wanted I, to laugh. I wanted a good laugh, and I got one. I got what I wanted. I was being selfish. Okay. Shellfish. Shrimply <laughs> delicious. You were being shellfish? <laughs> no. That was pretty good, too. I'm sorry. Molly, you enjoy to. these if they weren't going after you. But no, I am still on the fence. When it comes to the situation, that has nothing to do with this situation. Exactly right. With, so with, why are we playing it right now? Because I wanted it to be played. This man brought it up. He he, he oh, did so the Clint work. brought up the shrimply delicious thing and said this would be a funny No, word. no. He said we might have to, might have to do it. He whoa, was, whoa, he, whoa. He, uh-huh. No, listen. Uh-huh. He wasn't going to do it. So I had to, I had to, I had to do it. I had to grow the cojones and do it. I took a risk because you could have slapped me like Will Smith slapped well, Chris Rock. I mean, it didn't have big a deal, and I would never hit. I'm not going to resort to physical violence. I'm far smarter. You should have said, <laughs> keep my words out of your mouth. Paul said the best team doesn't always win the championship. In this case, uh, CJ probably did not have the best team. But if the team finishes with all their players, or does, can somebody win the championship in Omaha with eight guys? Well, a state tried last year and they wouldn't let them. Right. So, and they actually had somebody in every position, whereas none of the four of you guys had somebody in every position. You know, more, moreover, I had a guy that withdrew. Well, let's talk about how bad you did. It was awful. Yeah, I know. I accept that. Terrible. And you know what? If uh, if Hovland and Webb Simpson didn't make it to the weekend, my score would have been better. I Proving had... your point that the rules suck. I, I'm with you. They we, suck. We got to figure out a better way. Quite frankly, this guy. The, if the team's the only one, if you've got four players and you're taking all four scores, and you're the only one past the cut line with all four players, at that point, it's ball game. That's and, why and you had the winner. That's why I was congratulating you because I thought it was over. But with the rules we had in place, McElroy made See, it a run. Just leads me to believe. Well, now it sounds you like you didn't rules. even know your own rules. Yeah, here's Chan in the middle. What do you mean? I knew the rules. No, no, no. You couldn't have congratulated me on my you, win, but you this. congratulated him, and then you went, oh, "Oh, this is how it works." Because all the scores were here at work, I was congratulating him away from work. But, because the fact is, from a common sense standpoint, I'm the only one with this full that's team why, still active. That's why I thought. I hope you, this is somebody calling in that can offer some insight. Well, let's. We're we're out of time. Well, tough. People were speaking. Molly, um, look, I apologize. I hope moving forward you'll still be a part of our reindeer games. You'll give it a second thought. We'll see. You'll give me another chance. You'll, you'll give Pirate Radio. Chandler, I, you know what you. CJ, you've been elevated. Chandler. So you're welcome. Was it because of the shrimp delicious yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, you're you're my guy now. Was was it because of the shrimp? Hey, delicious? that ain't gonna last. That long. had to happen. That ain't gonna. I, last I, I but I was to there. Happen. But I was there. Yeah. Nobody's champion forever. Well, look, I'm still on the fence. I'm enjoying looking at you, looking at you. Chad says those are some fancy specs, Molly has. But there. let me tell you something, guys. Let me tell you something right now. I hate controversy. I hate it. I'm a pacifist. And that's why I you... hate controversy. 
I want you guys to make up right now. He's already apologized. Can you accept the apology? And can we make up right now? There's nothing to make up. I feel it, like it, it is what it is. I've I've got him the bridge to say I'm, but well, no, it's okay, Clip. All right, we all make mistakes. <clears throat> Some a little, and again, two wrongs don't make a right. More so bridges. you're gonna then that act yeah. right from here on out. I think I acted right today. I paid my bet. Yes, you did. And fast, a, fast pay makes fast friends. And a very and a very aggressive. No, I didn't hit you with them. You were very. I mean, I thought you wanted to count them. I would say you were polite, but you walked in on this man's show and dumped pennies in front of. Well, him. It but you it, did it in a nice way. You it wouldn't have mattered if I did that during a commercial break, because the people wouldn't have gotten to share in that experience. Like I said, I thought it made it for great I, radio. I don't know the answer to this radio. question. Chad says, hey, Molly, what did Willy Wonka tell Charlie at the end of the movie? Uh, I, man, I don't know. Anybody know the answer to that? Here's a thousand pennies? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, Chad. You'll have to help us out. Kevin says we should go have some bush lattes. Jonathan says Chandler is Switzerland in this scenario, eh. trying to remain neutral, although he did have a strike, uh, air strike, on to – mully land i'm sorry with the it, shrimp look, delicious line i could not allow that all right mully uh again i hope moving forward we can have what we once had and what was that <laughs> a great friendship something great. where we could at least acknowledge one another well i've, I've spoken to you through the whole show right. a great friendship and a mutual agreement to play in a master's draft <laughs> i can't say we would not have been able to air my initial response no <laughs> no sir hmm so I, I appreciate cooler heads kind of prevailing thank you thank you for being here right my wife just texted me said it's okay honey and you know what that's what matters at the end of the day and your son made a hundred right <laughs> so who's having the better day now bye <laughs> mike mullis everyone second place in the master <laughs> masters pool this year had a great team had a great team hey how about the savannah bananas Ah. came up just short come on Shirley let's take a break we'll come back we'll wrap up hour number one Savannah Bananas Molly uh, is kind of scary when he gets like that oh yeah he's gone he's upset that guy is upset folks (laughs) he just slammed the door he uh oh he's tossing things now he's walking into traffic Mm. he just Grand Theft Auto the guy out of his car oh wow alright let's uh let's take a break he's making a call potentially a hit on me or CJ to get his uh, $10 back. Uh, I'll take a timeout, come back, more to go, Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back. From sales to service, Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all of their inventory now at GreenvilleAutoWorld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility, brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and they can repair any kind of vehicle. 
Greenville Auto World right across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right. Uh, very emotional segment there on Pirate Radio Live. Mike Mullis rightfully angry that he uh, did not win the Masters pool after he had the champion and four guys make the cut. All his team made the cut, but the rules were the rules. CJ wins it. And I uh, felt like we made some progress there, although by the time Mully left, I think he was angry at me all over again. Um, Chad had brought up uh, what did Willy Wonka say at the uh, the end. Oh, that was good. And uh, we didn't know. He said... Well, I didn't know that he meant the last, the, the most recent one with Johnny Depp or this one, but this one is it. He said, you lose. He said, you get nothing. You, you lose. You get nothing. Good day, sir. So, unfortunately, that is what happened to uh, to Mike Mullis. Uh, Brad calls it hashtag Augusta Screwjob. So, uh-huh. we've already got uh, nicknames for this big event. Chad said, big boy league, more like butt hurt league. So there are people coming in. Uh, Redbeard's laughing at you throwing me under the bus. Yeah, I didn't mean to do that. I apologize. Oh, <laughs> Chandler, I really did not. It just slipped. Your middleman act is getting a little old. No, look. No, I'm being. No, I'm being serious. <laughs> I tried to give you credit for actually pulling it out, pulling it up, and I wanted it to be used. I didn't want it to be a waste of your time today. Redbeard says Molly brought a box of pennies to pay his debt. That makes him the winner. Damn the rules. Oh man tough uh tough scene in the pirate radio studios and hopefully, i hate when this uh, happens i hate when there's just a feud between two guys that really appreciate usually appreciates each other's company yeah i uh, consider themselves really good friends have yeah. done broadcasts together a broadcast partner um this is not good this is like al, al, al michaels and chris collinsworth just this is like mike and mike when they wouldn't talk to each other off the air they were greeny and i'm kind of worried yeah mike and mike thank you for saying their last names yep if you can only say their middle for people that don't know i mean (laughs) look clip there's some people out there that might not know who those are okay those people are thank you for clarifying that um hopefully molly and i can one day get back to where we were i would love to be in his pro uh fantasy league for the pga championship i'm in it i don't know man i think you might Should I get, stay away from that i think you might get your invite taken away i had to throw the shrimp delicious look I give are you, you glad credit. i did i give you credit for it i mean did you, you can't walk on eggshells you got it in there that was good that was good all right and molly will hate cj by next week we know that's gonna happen i think he already does yeah this marriage isn't gonna last very long nah champion once for a week is better than ever to be champion at all now i i did tell cj i was like hey don't say anything like don't poke the bear and <laughs> you did didn't say, say anything and he came straight for you not a word I was, yeah he I came know. to you first sometimes the, that uh, happens with molly where he just like barks at you without you even an and i like his move i felt like i would have gone with that move too cj are you really accepting this clown trophy when you didn't win it but you did honk honk you <laughs> you got them big old shoes over there that's right big old clown shoes and uh you're a champion and the uh and we'll get you a polka dotted uh jacket to wear i'm like the 
the bubble Lakers. This championship means nothing, but I'll take it anyway. You'll take it and run with it and uh, forever be the 2022 champion. Well, don't just and don't boast about it on Twitter like LeBron did. Hey, we ought to all have a parade. <laughs> I want to join in on the fun. What a joke. The joke was mentioned a lot. That's a, a joke. Yeah, that's a joke. Uh, we need to get another break in. We'll come back when we return. We will talk about everything but the lakers we will talk hornets we will talk play in tournament we will talk uh playoff seedings with spencer percy from the buzzbeat podcast when we return on pirate radio live here on a tuesday back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Cliff Brock. All righty. Let's talk some NBA as the Hornets are in the play-in tournament to attempt to get to the playoffs. Playoffs begin Saturday, but the play-in tournament begins tonight with a couple of games. And uh, the Hornets will play coming up on Wednesday night against the Atlanta Hawks. We'll talk about that and more now with Spencer Percy from the BuzzBeat Podcast, who joins us once again on Pirate Radio Live. Spencer, good to hear your voice again and uh, and talk some basketball with you. How you doing, man? Yeah, you too. Doing well. Postseason basketball is here, so not much to complain about. Yeah, and, well, you say that. i got to admit, I was a negative Nancy following scores on Sunday because the Hornets were taking care of their business. They needed some help to improve their standing in the Eastern Conference uh, and in the postseason. Could have had a chance to to get a home game or maybe get on that 7-8 line, but instead they finished 10th. And I, It's the way I was looking at it, Spencer, that I was thinking about the, the Pistons loss from weeks ago or the, the you know the times they blew leads i, I really had a a gray cloud over my head and then you got the hayward news he's going to be out so I, I know i should be looking at this season positively with the the wins they had the season they had but man they, they've put themselves in a, a tough spot here to try to get to the playoffs or even get to friday night for an opportunity to get to the playoffs so how do you kind of look back at uh this 2021-22 season well i mean it, you know, you laid it out pretty well there. I mean, there were certainly games and opportunities you can point to uh, to say, well, they could have easily played themselves out of this three-way tie, right? And maybe even jumped up uh, to six or, or seven. But you know, I, the team finished eleven and four <clears throat> to close the season. Uh, you know, I really thought the way Lamelo played down the stretch, the way Miles Bridges played down the stretch. You know, you brought up Hayward, but I, but I do think this is a group that's like functionally especially on the offensive end, kind of moved past really uh, um, depending on his services, so to speak. So, you know, I, I do think there's a lot of positives, um, again, to close the season in the last 15. Also think there's a lot of positives. I mean, this team won 43 games. It was a significant improvement 
from a year ago. Lamelo took a huge step. Miles Bridges took a huge step. Um, you know, I think there's some other questions on the roster. You know, notably, what's the long-term plan at center, and what what is the future hold for maybe like PJ Washington? But I mean, ultimately, like it, it was a it was a vast improvement on the prior year, and so I think a lot of the Hornets fan base <clears throat> wants more now, and I understand that you have a superstar in Lamelo Ball and. The expectation levels are high when you have a young superstar, but, you know, this team's took a, a significant step forward. I know we would like to be higher than the 10th seed, but, you know, unfortunately the Eastern Conference significantly uh, improved around them, yeah. which is really, really the, the main contributing factor to why they're in the 10th seed again. Yeah, and saw a stat on that, uh, Spencer, that when you go by certain years, the Hornets record uh, that they had this year could have put them as high as like fourth in the Eastern Conference uh, 15 years ago, something like that. So uh, you're right, the the Eastern Conference certainly better uh, than it has been in the past. It'll be the Hornets and the Hawks coming up on Wednesday night in Atlanta. Uh, I believe the team split during the regular season, and when you think Hawks, you think Trey Young. So outside of Trey Young, uh, blowing up on Wednesday night. What are the other concerns when you look at this Atlanta Hawks team, Spencer? Well, you know, I think they they're pretty deep offensively. I mean, you know, Trey Young, Trey Young's going to dominate the basketball. That is the way they play. But I mean, you look at guys like Bogdanovich. Um, I mean, you know, DeAndre Hunter always has the capability of getting hot. Although he's he's you know been fighting the injury bug this season. Danilo Gallinari, I mean, they have guys that can fill it up and score. They're deeper than Charlotte offensively. There's no question about that. Um, you know, Clint Capella is a tough matchup for Charlotte, too, in the middle. The, the real key to this game, though, is how is Charlotte going to defend Trey Young? Um, I think they're probably going to throw a lot of different stuff at him. They will blitz pick and rolls and, and really try to trap him high on the on the court and try to get the ball out of his hands and then deny him and, and keep him away from the ball to the best of their abilities. But that's not a strategy that's going to work over the course of 48 minutes because when you, when you trap the ball handler, you know, it's four on three as long as they get that past the middle of the floor playing downhill. So I don't think that James Borrego is going to be willing to consistently give up that many open shots. Um, just can't play that style in the NBA. Those teams are going to slice you up and get a lot of open threes. So I think you'll see some zone. Uh, as I said, I think you see them trap Trey Young, get it out of his hand. You know, I, I really actually think that the Hornets are pretty well suited to defend Trey Young with a combination of like Cody Martin and Jalen McDaniels. Uh, you, you know, will Miles Bridges get a shot or two? Maybe. I, I don't think you'll see Lamelo on him, but I I think the two guys that could really swing this game for Charlotte are McDaniels and Cody Martin because they're the best on-ball defensive options against a guy like Trey Young um, that we have on this roster. And so, I, you know, between the combination of those two guys taking Trey one-on-one and just hounding him, giving him, you know, staying up into, you know, into his jersey as much as possible, the zone defense that Borrego will throw, and also trapping Young, get it, getting it out of his hands, I think the Warriors can give him enough different looks that, that can keep this game very, very competitive and close all the way to the late fourth quarter. Something to keep an eye on from Spencer Percy at QCH Spencer. You can also follow the guys at the Bud, BuzzBeat podcast at BuzzBeat Pod and, uh, and listen to all their Hornets content there. And Spencer, if they are able to stymie Trey Young and the Hawks and get that win, they then move on to face the loser of Cleveland and Brooklyn. And I was saying yesterday that 
obviously i wanted no part of durant and and kyrie irving and chandler my cohort here at pirate radio said i want no part of jared allen and what he does uh to the hornets when they face off so uh it's a pick your poison game brooklyn is a huge favorite tonight um would you rather see cleveland and avoid the superstars uh, on friday night if you had your pick Oh, yeah, no question. I mean, and we don't even know that Jared Allen's going to be available on Friday night. I, I don't think he's available tonight for Cleveland. So, yeah, I, I would definitely rather play Cleveland. Uh, it's definitely the easier matchup. I mean, this team's a shell of themselves from what they were earlier in the year when Mobley and Allen and, and Sexton were all really coming together as a, as a crew. I mean, you know, Mobley's done now. Again, we don't know about Jared Allen's health, and they just don't, like, now you're asking Kevin Love to go out there and, and give you, you know, 25, 30 minutes. I mean, that's, again, they're just a shell of themselves at this point. So if Charlotte were able to get to Atlanta, I actually, like, really, really like their chances against Cleveland. And I think they actually might be a favorite in that game if, if that's the way it shook out. Man. Uh, so first things first, got to take care of business on the road at Atlanta. Coming up on Wednesday night, Spencer Percy joining us. Spencer, we'll circle back to the Hornets at the end, get your final thoughts on uh, tomorrow night and uh, potentially a Friday night. But want to look at some other series. Whoever Brooklyn plays in the first round, uh, that's going to be a, a huge series. I guess the, the one that really stuck out to me, Nuggets at Warriors, and is this going to be a good series if there's no Jamal Murray? Do you think Jokic and the Nuggets can uh, make it a series with the Warriors on paper? That's a, a very attractive first-round matchup. Oh, I think it'll be a great series, absolutely. I mean, you know, Yo- like Draymond Green is, a, is is the defensive, you know, linchpin of the entire NBA. I mean, there's just not many guys that can do all the different things he can, but I mean, there's also nobody in the league that can take the pounding Nikola Jokic is gonna uh, is gonna give the Warriors. So I I think I'd lean Nuggets in that series. I really do. Uh, I, I just the Warriors like Clay Thompson's been very very up and down. You know I think Draymond's healthy now and he looked pretty good. You know when he came back at the end of the regular season, he's had the injury bug. You know we're not really sure with staff. So I mean you know look the Warriors can turn it on in the blink of eye. We've all seen that for <laughs> what seems like a half century now, but I just Jokic is the best player in the league right now. I mean, he does everything for that team. If they can get, if they can get Murray back, which we're not sure of, and they can get anything from you know if Porter is able to give them minutes, I just still think they're dangerous enough offensively and have the best player in that series. Um, and usually, when it's like a coin toss, I like to kind of lean into who's the best player in the series, and I think it's Jokic. Spencer, there are a lot of people that just watched the playoffs. They're going to be shocked to see the Memphis Grizzlies in the two seed in the West. And even myself, who I really follow the Hornets and, and not too much. I, I follow the scores day to day, but it's still kind of shocking to me to see John Morant and the Grizzlies second in the West. How, how real are they and, and how far can they go in these playoffs? Yeah, well, what's crazy is John Morant only played like 56 games this season, too. I mean, hmm. it's just wild. Um I mean, they are they are the deepest team in the NBA, I would say. So if you haven't seen much of the Grizzlies this year, pay attention to that first. They, they just keep coming at you at waves. Jaron Jackson Jr. has taken a huge leap from the defensive end this year. Desmond Bain is a huge part of what they do. The second-year guy from TCU, awesome shooter, just absolutely lethal in transition. Um, I mean, they just they keep coming at you in waves. So I, I think that they can match the energy of anything that they're going to see in the playoffs. 
but they do like to get out and transition, play fast, and, and kind of run you out of the gym. That's harder to do in the postseason. So I don't really see them having too much of a hard time in round one. But when they get to round two, uh, that's where we might see the youth uh, kind of show up a little bit. But they're super fun. They're going to be around for a long time. So they might be a year or two away. But I, I think if you hadn't seen much of them this year, turn on TV and you understand why they might arguably be the most exciting product in the NBA uh, right now. Spencer, how about the, the Phoenix Suns? Uh, the, the, do they have a championship hangover after last year and, and losing to the Bucks? Well, they go 64-18. and 18. I mean, uh, is, can anybody stop them in the Western Conference? Do you see them back in the uh, championship this year? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I think that a lot of folks are kind of penciling them in because of their just phenomenal regular season. I mean, winning up into the high 60s regular season games, but I, I do think they maybe have a little bit tougher of a road um, than most folks are, are considering. I mean, we talked about Denver earlier. Can they get Murray back? If so, you know, does that, even if he's only 75% of Jamal Murray, like couple him with Jokic and Michael Porter, that, that, that might be the team. Um, I'm going to probably pick them to be in the finals just because they are the best clutch team like within the last five minutes of a game that's within five points, uh, which is the definition of clutch, they are one of the best ever in like the history of the NBA in those situations, and that's because Chris Paul um, is, is playing quarterback, so to speak, in those situations. So, you know, with Paul and Booker and how consistent they've been, if they get from Aiton, you know, DeAndre Aiton, what they got last year, uh, and then Michael Bridges just got Swiss Army knife as a defender – they're just they're perfectly built to win close games, and they've showed that all all season long. If, you know, if they were to get Memphis in a series, so to speak, if you, if you got that one-two Western Conference Finals, which would be incredibly, incredibly entertaining, the Suns are going to pull them underwater. They're going to slow them down. Chris Paul is going to milk every second uh, of the shot clock on every possession, and, and he's going to pick them apart. So that's probably why you have to put them in the finals. Um, and they're probably the betting favorite. But there's something about them. Well, number one, injury. I mean, you always have to wonder about CP3. Can he hold up? We mm-hmm. learned that. But there's just some firepower uh, that, that I don't feel like is there that, like, gets them past the Milwaukee mm-hmm. uh, or, or, you know, even maybe in Memphis. So I don't think I'm going to pick them to win at all, but I, I do think it's close, but they probably get out of the West. How about the logjam that is the Eastern Conference, Spencer? It's fascinating to see that, you know, five games separate one through five, and you can expand on that seven games, one through six. And, I mean, the Hornets, 43 wins, 10 behind the top seed Miami with 53. So Miami does get the one seed. The two, three is Boston-Milwaukee at 51 wins. Embiid and the Sixers, 51 wins, or the four seed. You, you kind of singled out Milwaukee there a moment ago, are they your team to be in the East? And where does Brooklyn? You know, if Brooklyn gets by Cleveland tonight, uh, that'll put them in the playoffs. Where did they end up with this whole thing? Well, what do the, the front runners look like, in your opinion, in the Eastern Conference? Yeah, I, I still have Milwaukee as, as a favorite. I mean, they're still, to me, in a tier of their own in the East. And then I think after that, I think, honestly, like Boston's probably that tier two by themselves. I mean, they have been incredible defensively. You know, really since the All-Star break or even before that, really since the new year. Um, so I think, like, like, those are the 
seem to be clearly the two front runners in the East. I know that's weird because Miami is the one seed, but I just I don't trust Miami as much as I do those other two teams. Um, but like Phoenix, Miami will they will pull you underwater. You know, Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry, they'll they'll slow the game down. They'll make sure they're getting to the foul line. They'll play the game and force their opponent to play their game uh, at their pace, which probably gives them a puncher's chance. After that, man, after those three teams, I mean, it's anybody's best guess. I, I do not trust Philadelphia. I mean, they've got a very wide variance of what their outcomes could be because, you know, they might have the MVP, Joel Embiid, if Jokic doesn't win it. And, you know, I just don't think anybody knows what they're going to get from James Harden at this point uh, and his track record in the postseason. But really after those three teams I mentioned, Milwaukee, Boston, uh, Miami, <clears throat> it's anyone's best guess. I would not. It's going to be a popular upset pick, and so it, it probably loses a little bit of water. But Toronto has a real chance to beat Philly in round one. I do believe hmm. that. And you asked me about Brooklyn. I guess I just don't trust their depth. Like, I think some smart people say, even if you front, even if you go ahead and give Kyrie and KD 65, 70 points yeah. per game in a series, can they get enough stops? I mean, I still think they have to score like 130 points to win games. And so it's just it's hard to trust their depth, and they just haven't proven they can get stops all season. So I, I don't, I, you know, Boston Brooklyn is a really fun first round series, but I still think Boston can beat them in five six games. Talking to Spencer Percy, uh, Buzzbeat Podcast, joining us today, and uh, we'll wrap it up once again with the Hornets. Spencer, you you gave some ways that you can stymie Trey Young and try to pull off the win against Atlanta, and you said if they do that, you really like their chances against Cleveland if Brooklyn does indeed knock off Cleveland tonight. That game would be on Friday night if the Hornets can get past the uh, the Hawks on Wednesday night. So uh, Hornets are a four-and-a-half-point dog, I believe, last time I looked uh, against the Hawks, uh, Spencer. But you talked about what they can do defensively. How about offensively? Who, who needs to shine for uh, Charlotte tomorrow night? Well, I mean, I think it has to be LaMelo. <laughs> you know, he, he finished the season real well. I've been thinking this is a big game for LaMelo. I mean, last season in the playing game in Indiana, that was different. Yeah. He was coming back from injury and, and probably wasn't even healthy or, or ready to go. But it was a really, really rough game for him. And, it, and you could, I can see it in my mind still. You can see his body language. He just kind of gave in. Um, so, you know, I think there's some national abundance, and I think there's some Hornets fans who, you know, I know it's only the second year, but – we, you know, it's time. It's time. Uh, you won 43 games this year. You're the best player on this team. Uh, I, I do think that there's there's got to be some weight on Lamelo's shoulders for tomorrow night. And I don't know that he has to carry Charlotte offensively, but he has to take good shots. He has to be a good decision maker. He has to set up his teammates. You know, he has to do the responsible things that help a team win, which he has most of the season. He's been an incredible development step for him. But we've seen games where Lamelo will – go into hero ball mode and I, I just I'm very interested to see his maturity level tomorrow night in a high stakes game um, so that's really what I'm watching Miles Bridges you know you want him to stay hot uh, you know get to the free throw line attack the basket really stress Atlanta's defense with his ability to, to just be an ISO beater and get to the rim and then Terry Rozier you know we, we he's got to be hot he's been rather inconsistent I would say the past month or so Ended on a nice game against Washington on Sunday, but you know he he's got to make four or five threes. I think three, four, five, three, something like that. Be efficient from the field. 
for the Hornets to have a chance. Last thing I'd mention, how much of the small ball do we see from Borrego with B.J. Washington at the five? Um, you know, is that the lineup they close with and try to get the win? Is it Harrell out there at the five down the stretch? I doubt it's going to be Plumley. So that, that's kind of the other thing I'm watching. Spencer, great stuff, man. If people want to uh, follow Spencer on Twitter, uh, QCH Spencer. Also, how about uh, Buzzbeat Pod? Anything else you got going on, Spencer? Where can we uh, find more of your work and uh, insight? Yeah, you know, Richie's working hard, and Brian Geisinger and, and Lee Branscombe, uh, my three other uh, co-hosts with, with the pod. So, yeah, follow at Buzzbeat Pod uh, on Twitter. Follow at Richie Randall. Uh, uh, at B guys underscore bird and on uh, at Lee Branscombe. I mean, all doing great, great Hornets coverage. So if you're not already, make sure Buzzbee Podcast is uh, is your Hornets coverage that you depend on. Spencer, great to chat with you, man. Hopefully, I'll be uh, talking to you about a phone call next week if the Hornets can get by the Hawks and then the the game on Friday night. We'll uh, we'll reconvene next week, but uh, if not, maybe we'll talk to you later on down the road and uh, talk some off season, some drafts, some NBA final stuff like that. But we appreciate you joining us here on Pirate Radio, man. All right, take care, man. I'll talk to you next week. I hope you're right about that. Spencer Percy, Buzzbeat Pod, joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live, breaking down the NBA playoffs, the play-in tournament beginning tonight. The Nets are big favorites um, in their game against Cleveland. And how about Minnesota getting a home postseason game? That'll be uh, something to see as they take on the Clippers tonight. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back when we return. Billy Weaver joins us. As we got a home run on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Charlie's Red Sox winners earlier today. And Igo's Mariners have just taken a 1-0 lead as former Philly Vince Velasquez gives up a home run to former Red Eugenio Suarez. Eugenio Suarez. I wanted to say something about the Hornets, but you were going to take it a break. Then you started talking about baseball, so now it's my chance to uh, talk about some Hornets stats that I saw today that I was very proud of. Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball are the first pair of Hornets players to have 20-plus points per game seasons together since Larry Johnson and Glenn Rice did in the 1995-1996 season. Also, the Hornets are the only franchise in the NBA with three players in the top 25 of three-pointers made this year, with Rozier at 222 three-pointers made, LaMelo at 220, and Kelly Oubre with 191. So uh, some cool stats there from the Hornets this year. And I don't know if this is real or not, but it's a quote attached to Shaquille O'Neal. If Charlotte beats the Hawks, I'll stick my hand in a Hornets nest. So Shaq is not a Hornets believer on Wednesday night. Wow. We'll see what happens. We'll take a timeout, come back. Weave joins us after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, mark your calendars on April 23rd. Christie's Europub is celebrating 20 years of business, and they want you to help celebrate by coming out to Christie's for a day full of drinks, food, and fun. 
Come and enjoy live music from the Still Shakers, Mac and Juice, and David Dixon. Party starts at 12. For menu items, drink specials, or more information that you may need, be sure to check out their website at christieseuropub.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday, a tumultuous hour number one featuring Mike Mullis. And uh, a sports chatty hour two. Talked to Spencer Percy a moment ago. We'll talk more sports now with Billy Weaver, who joins us here, slinging some cards, my cohort on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Weave, appreciate your time. How you doing today, man? Um, I'm all right. I got a numb mouth right now. So if I say any words that seem a little awkward or weird excuse me because i had a dentist appointment earlier today <laughs> Overcane still has not completely worn off so i feel like the uh, entire right side of my head is numb so all right we'll keep that in mind with the uh, the words you say throughout this interview as uh <laughs> we've joined us here on this tuesday we we've, we've got uh hey daniel snyder's in the news and uh it's yeah, yeah. never for good reasons and uh it could be good news for washington redskins slash football team slash commanders fans as daniel snyder and i have not yet read through all of this yet but congress this is from pro football talk congress shares details with ftc uh of al- alleged washington commanders financial scams against customers and the nfl so uh some cooking the books here and daniel snyder can get away with just about everything until he starts screwing over the other owners and the league. If they are indeed um, like falsely processing ticket sales, ticket revenue, keeping some for himself and not sharing it with the rest of the owners, that could be finally what gets him out of Washington. And there are a lot, uh, there's a lot of evidence piling up that that could indeed be the case now daniel snyder has nine lives when it comes to an owner weave so i'm not celebrating yet but again this one's different this is kind of going against the league and the owners we haven't really seen a story like this yet from uh from daniel snyder yeah and you know what you hit it on the head with all you have to do is follow the money in any case any situation all you have to do is follow the money because if you remember daniel snyder you remember the famous quote from daniel snyder as long as i'm the owner uh, here in Washington, the Redskins' name will stay as long as I'm the owner. Uh, and he gave everyone this sense of as long as he's there, there's nothing that is going to make him change his mind and nothing that's going to make him change the name of the Wash- then Washington Redskins. Of course, once the corporations, the FedExes of the world, and whatever other companies or, or sponsors started pulling out or uh, threatening to pull away from the Washington franchise, what happens? Uh, he changes the name. Uh, so, of course, money, money drives everything. And like you said, you know, the owners in the NFL have kind of dealt with him for a long time. But once you start dipping into their pockets, that doesn't sit well with any of the owners. And from what I understand, a lot of the, uh, uh, the away teams weren't getting uh, – monies from ticket sales and things like that yeah this one could be detrimental for daniel snyder but like you said he's had nine lives and he's stuck around this long so uh it wouldn't surprise me to go either way but once you start talking about money it's a whole different animal and i am well aware that just because just because say washington makes an ownership change that does not mean things will magically get better i'm just basing it off of since daniel snyder has taken over the team 
the lack of wins, the lack of playoff appearances, the amount of scandals, the amount of controversies, uh, that that's what I want to go away. I'm, I know that it doesn't mean that they're going to be in the Super Bowl if Daniel Snyder is no longer there, but the evidence shows, history shows we've him being there has not helped out this franchise. It has hurt the franchise. Yeah, and I'm with you in the same boat as far as, you know, nothing. nothing's going to magically happen if Daniel Snyder is no longer the owner of the team. But you got to figure that, or you know, you, you got to figure the odds are pretty good that you get an owner in there that maybe is a little less hands-on. I mean, owners, you know, in the NFL, the owners that, that do well hire great people under them and let those people do their jobs. And that's been one of the... the um, I guess kind of the knocks on Jerry Jones as well in in Dallas. He's one of those guys that wants to have ultimate control. He wants to micromanage everything. He wants to draft players. Heck, he probably wants to be the head coach. Daniel Snyder's got a lot of that in him as well in Washington, and we see a lot of comparisons between Daniel Snyder and Jerry Jones that they can't seem to get out of their own way. Uh, And, you know, unlike... You know, like a Robert Kraft or somebody like that hires good people in... in, uh, well, he came to mind, Billy, and the, the Steelers' ownership uh, comes to mind where they just sit back and, and let the football people do football stuff. Right. That's what you hire those people for. You're, yeah. not, you know, Daniel Snyder's not a football guy. He's he's a fan. Uh, he's us. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he's us with, uh, with more billions uh, than we have. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you look at a guy like David Tepper in, in Carolina. I mean, he's a hedge fund guy. He's not a football guy. The best thing you can do when you're a, a billionaire and you own the team is you hire good people that know what they're they're doing and you let them, you allow them do, to do their jobs and you don't can. can continuously undermine them and that seems to happen in in washington and dallas every other week and ben billy i can't believe i'm saying this i i can't really blame daniel snyder from that aspect because what if you or i were the owner of washington and how big of fans we are we would want a medal we would want to get our guys in there right we would tell the coach hey this guy should be starting even though we're not supposed to but we're such big fans i mean well, that, that's human nature, and that's, you hit the nail on the head right there, too, because if you remember when Daniel Snyder first uh, purchased the then-Washington Redskins, he made it very known that he had always been a Washington fan. Yeah. He was a, a Redskin fan growing up. It was like a dream come true to him. So this is like a big kid in a candy store. I mean, you give, you give a guy that you know, has been like one of us, and you just all of a sudden say, now this is your team. You can do whatever you want to with it. Uh, it, but you would also figure that after the first 10 years or so of, you know, bad decisions, uh, losing, paying players way too much money when they were past their prime, you would figure that you would learn, uh, but it doesn't seem to be the case with Daniel Snyder. Billy Weaver joining us. Weaver, are you going to watch football this weekend? Yeah, I'm actually going to check it out and see what it's all about. I didn't know. I, that was kind of a test. Did you know the USFL begins this weekend? So I guess you do. Yeah, I, I do. Well, they did a good job on the during the NASCAR races of, yeah. uh, of promoting it on Fox. So, yeah, I mean, it's something I'll tune into. But, you know, it's probably going to go the way of – I don't know if – I don't mean that this league will go the way of the XFL, but I think the viewership at the beginning will be a lot like the XFL. Right. Everybody tuned in at the you know very first weekend to see what it was all about. It's the curiosity thing. Um, now, will it sustain viewership over, you know, 
the length of the season? Probably not. I mean, I, I would expect viewership's going to drop dramatically after that first weekend because, you know, first of all, nothing can compare to the NFL. It's it, it's just a fact. Nothing can compare. Uh, not even other sports can compare to the NFL. I mean, they've they've got a strong hold on viewership. Um, and spring football is just, I mean, there, there's too much other things to do in spring and summer than yeah. to sit back and watch football. You have to be kind of a diehard. So I, I'll tune in, as will a lot of people will probably tune in, uh, but it'll have to have something that really grabs my attention to keep it. Billy, we were joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line, and baseball is not meant to be viewed like football. There's 162 games, and in, in the NFL, it feels like every game matters so much. And in baseball, if you lose, you can come back and get them the next day. But that that Mets-Phillies game last night kind of felt like a football game because you had so many so much happening. First of all, Mets get out to an early lead, and Alec Bohm, um from the Phillies committed three errors and the camera called him saying I effing hate this place after he uh fielded a ground ball threw a guy out and the Phillies gave him a hometown sarcastic cheer for doing his job uh so and the Mets are cruising at that point then the Phillies rally uh Real Muto two-run home run Hoskins Didi Gregorius uh, followed with doubles, and the Phillies beat the Mets. Then after the game, do you see that weave? They're asking Boehm about it. So what does he do? Does he deny he said it, even though the cameras uh, show him mouthing those words? No, he admits it. He said, I said it. Do I mean it? No. It's a frustrating night for me. <laughs> Obviously, made a few mistakes in the field. These people, these fans, they just want to win. You heard it. We came. We come back. They're great. I'm just sorry to, to them. I don't mean that. End quote. And I saw people responding to this saying, hey, good for you for admitting it. And how many of those Phillies fans during that game when they're losing by four say, I hate this effing team? So it goes both ways. And and now, you know, he might become a hero for saying, I hate this effing place and then, you know, admitting to it. And now he might be one of them. I don't know. Yeah, and it, I, I would imagine that it's going to be on T-shirts somewhere. It's <laughs> ways. Yeah. Um, uh, a bunch of jerks. You know that right? Yeah. On in yeah. Carolina, I mean, it wasn't really the same situation. It was somebody else calling them a bunch of jerks. Yeah. And you know the Canes and the fans just kind of ran with it. But in a situation like that, I totally see that take getting legs and people saying, you know, I f and hate this place. <laughs> uh, but, but I get it. I get it. You know, I, people do that in their work. Uh, right. And yeah. That's, you got to you got to think about that. These athletes, that's their workplace. That's their you know they get frustrated. They're they're getting beat or they have you know a bad at bat or they have a bad time in the field or whatever. Those are just emotions that come out, and I understand that, and I think people understand that. So that was the best thing to do is to come out and say, yeah, I said it. I admit it. You know, I didn't really mean it. It was just kind of got caught up in the heat of the moment, um, and that's not really my thing. Um, but you know, I admit it. Let's kind of move on. And, yeah, hey, we've all been there and done that for sure. We're going to get a camera going on Shirley and uh, just see what she says when <laughs> Troy rolls in the room and uh, see if she says anything like Alec Bowen. She'd never say anything like that. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> or myself, for that matter. Uh, there you go. And uh, Mets <laughs> lose. By the way, Weave, I thought about you. We did a uh, – MLB teams draft uh, after trivia last Wednesday, and my second round pick was the Mets because I was thinking about what you said. They're going to get off to a great start, and it's only for the first month of the season. So we're going April through May, uh, through the end of April, beginning of May. 
and i said hey we like we've said the mets are probably going to get off to a division lead and start looking good before it all crumbles so we'll see oh yeah yeah and then until the injuries start and i mean we we saw a little bit of that with a couple of their pictures with injuries already so i mean that that's what's going to happen the mets get off to a hot start i mean it's a it's it's like a broken record it happens every year it's the same thing you can predict exactly what the mets are going to do and you know they started off hot uh this year three and oh right out of the gates they lost two in a row now so uh you know hopefully the slide doesn't start this early which usually doesn't they usually get through april and may pretty good it's usually about about June or July and right before the, the All-Star break when things really fall apart. Other things going on in pro sports, weave. we are awaiting the NHL playoffs. The Canes have already clinched, so we'll have some playoff hockey in Raleigh going on once again this year for the fourth straight year. Also, NBA play-in tournament begins tonight. This is weird for folks that aren't following it, uh, but basically you've got Cleveland and Brooklyn. Winner makes the playoffs. Loser will play on Friday night for a chance to get into the playoffs. Uh, Clippers, Minnesota. The Hornets will play the Hawks tomorrow night. If the Hornets win, they advance to Friday night for a chance to get in as the eighth seed in the East. So, at what point will Billy Weaver watch a playoff game? Do you got to wait till uh, the end of this thing, or will you you check out the Hornets? Are you following any NBA at all? Oh, I'll follow the Hornets a little bit, and I'll 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 kind of peek at it. I think the biggest storyline of the, the NBA playoffs this year is no Lakers. Yep. How crazy is that? I mean, you got LeBron James, arguably one of the you know greatest of all time, uh, Anthony Davis, and the star-studded lineup that they have in LA. Of course, injuries have hit them, and you know LeBron hasn't played as much. I think he's missed more games this year than he's missed in his entire career. But for them to miss the playoffs, and especially in a situation now where you have a play-in tournament, basically, um, the NBA is giving every opportunity in the world for every team to make it into the playoffs. Uh, and the Lakers are not in. The NBA hates that. I know the L.A. franchise absolutely despises that. So that it's been interesting following that kind of drama uh, out in L.A. and what's going to happen next out there. That's that's the biggest storyline to me. So, and I, you know, who would have even even if the Lakers got in and got into the play-in tournament, is that a, is that a team that you're going to watch? And I, I probably would have watched that just to see if if they got beat in the the play-in tournament. I think that would have been even a bigger story. Well, they're... I watched... They're the, I guess, like the Cowboys for for non-Cowboy fans or even like Duke or North Carolina. People like to watch those teams and see them lose. So there there would have been eyeballs on LeBron to see them lose. And now, you know, Frank Vogel's the scapegoat. He's fired. I saw today, a, a head, and, and this is on Twitter, I don't know if it's true or not, but reports that LeBron would love to see Mark Jackson as the next head coach of the Lakers. Like, who wants, I mean, who wants to go in there and be the next scapegoat? Yeah, maybe you can win, but they've got some contract issues. They've got to keep LeBron happy with all the personnel moves. It seems like a disaster to walk into. Well, yeah, Vogel was absolutely a scapegoat because he didn't put that team together. LeBron James did. And when you get comments from LeBron James about who he wants to be as a head coach, you don't think he's pulling strings there and kind of lining up exactly what kind of coach, who he wants there. I mean, that that, if – if I was a head coach in the NBA, I would stay as far away from the L.A. Lakers as absolutely possible yep. because you have no power there. You have no authority. Um, you're just a figurehead. You are. Now, if you want to be that and you want to go collect a paycheck for a couple of years and get tossed out, then fine. I mean, that's that's 
perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But just know going in, that's what you got because you're not the head coach of that team LeBron is. LeBron uh, makes all the decisions in L.A. By the way, shout out to me and my guest Spencer Percy uh, earlier this hour. We talked Hornets. We went through the playoff series. Did not mention the Lakers one time. So credit to us for that. It is possible to talk about the NBA without the Lakers. (laughs) Hey, well, and part of what's gotten me a little – I guess, on the Lakers train or whatever and thinking about that is because of winning time. Have you been able to watch that series on HBO? Nah, Chandler's been watching. It says it's really good. I I don't know. I kind of know the story, but maybe I don't. Maybe I should watch it if you say it's good. Well, it, it doesn't matter if you know the story because they take some creative licenses okay. and some creative liberties, and they spice things up dramatically. <laughs> they do. The underlying story... Uh, you kind of know, um, but they uh, the characters in it, and one of one of my favorite is Chick Hearn, uh, the radio guy, and that he, they, mm. they portray him as such a big jerk. Uh, and when he's a huge jerk to Patrick Riley, to Pat Riley, who uh, is actually his uh, his color commentator, and has to beg him for the job. It's just it's it's so interesting okay. of the show. And uh, I, I highly recommend it. I think they're on episode six was this past Sunday, and uh, they're doing a new episode each Sunday, and I think there's only six of them right now. So you can catch up pretty quick. Um, but it's an awesome show, man. I, I highly recommend it. Well, I'll put you on the spot here, Weave, and you can table it for a week if you'd like to think about it. What What would you like to see done after this? What other moment in time in sports would you like to see made into a drama? And I guess – since you're a Mets fan, the the eighty what eighty six Mets comes to mind. Mets, that's yeah, that would be great. Uh, anything else yeah. come to mind? No, that would be a good one. That how that team came together. Uh, I think that would be really good. And it's it's hard to actually find like good storylines that we don't already know about. Yeah. Um, but like I said, with this winning time with the the Lakers story, they've really it, they even put it on the screen. You know, before this the uh, each episode begins, that there's been some creative liberties taken. Not exactly that in those words, but those are my words. Uh, I forget how they worded or whatever. You know, some of the names and some of the situations may be changed, is what it says, or something like yeah. that. So uh, as long as I think any good sports story, if you Hollywoodize it, I guess. Uh, is a good word for it, and you make it more Hollywood, it's going to be more entertaining. But as long as you know that going in, and it's not a documentary, because this is this show is definitely not a documentary, and there's a lot of what I call looking into the lens, um, where during the episode, the characters will say something, and then they'll look right directly into the camera and talk to you mm. as if to say, I'm going to get this guy, kind of thing. So. Yeah. It's it's done very well, and the cinematography is very well well done because a lot of it looks like kind of what you would see in the 80s as far as the picture on the screen. So they've done a great job with it. So. Well, it kind of took me out of it is when they uh, had made Larry Bird a black guy, and that was I thought that was a little much. They did not. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> no, I need to check it out. I need to uh, to give it a look. So I'll, I'll do it on your recommendation. All right, we we got Pirate Baseball on the road tonight, on the road this weekend, on the road next weekend. So they'll mix in a home game with UNCW next week, but a lot of road games coming up for the Pirates. Who Are you glass half full or glass half empty? If you're glass half full, you're happy about the start of conference play that they're sitting at 4-2 and two right now. 
Yeah, and that's where you have to be with this team. This team is still not really found its way this year, and it's gonna it's gonna be tough over the next what nine games. I think they got eight of the next nine games away from Clark Leclerc Stadium, and you know it's it's no secret they play much better in front of the home crowd. Uh, tonight's game's not going to be uh, a pushover by any means. I, and you know what? When you just look at the schedule. the The out of conference schedule has just been it's been brutal. I mean, it really has. There have been a lot of really, really good teams, uh, a lot of top 25 teams or top 30 teams uh, on this schedule, too. So you got to look at it glass half full with the conference schedule and where they are. And, you know, they're doing well in the conference. And I think that's what you got to look forward to is that this team will start hitting its stride. Um, and they need to because they, it, it, for, nothing, for nothing else, if, if for nothing else but for confidence. Billy, we were joining us. Let's wrap it up with some NASCAR weave. Uh, any surprise that William Byron is the first two-time winner this year in the uh, NASCAR Cup Series? No, he's a very talented driver. That Hendrick Motorsports uh, stable of drivers is just very good. Uh, those young young guys, I mean, they're just putting, they're laying down some laps. They really are. Uh, they're, they've been driving extremely well. Um, and this is a fun time of the season for NASCAR just because of the tracks and where they're going and kind of the differences of the tracks. And how about this? This weekend they're going to be racing on the dirt once again at Bristol and then go from Bristol to Talladega. I mean, it doesn't – the Bristol dirt and then Talladega super speedway, I don't think you get more opposite than that. I mean, you throw a road course race in there or something and, and you get just about everything NASCAR has to offer. Uh, but going from one end of the spectrum to the other uh, over the next couple weeks is going to be fun. But it's been a lot of fun. Martinsville was, you know, it was a little cold and rainy, and uh, there was some in the Xfinity Series race little, you know, blows thrown at Martinsville. So that was, I, I hate to say it, but I'll, I'll say it. It was nice to see. It's fun to see those guys mix it up. They get frustrated on these short tracks, and I wouldn't uh, wouldn't put it out of. It, it's not out of the realm of possibility that something uh, could happen at Bristol on the dirt races as well with these guys. And by the way, I was wrong looking at my calendar. Troy, uh, we thought that there was no race this weekend. They will indeed be racing uh, on the dirt coming up Sunday at 7 o'clock. So uh, thank you for pointing that out. Weep. And that uh, that fist fight on the Xfinity series was that that was uh was that Joe Gibbs' grandson? Is that who that is? <laughs> yeah, <Ty> yeah. Gibbs. <laughs> he he left his helmet on, so a lot of people were upset with him that uh he left his helmet on during the fight. You're smart. That's a smart move. Football. I have said that in football forever and ever. You see these guys on the football field, they'll especially big offensive linemen, they'll get into a little tussle or whatever and then, you know, a guy takes his helmet off. Okay, so um, maybe it makes you feel a little bit more like a man, but you know what? To me, I think I'd rather have my grill protected. So I think it's a smart move. If I got into a fight, I'd probably, especially at my age, if I got into a fight, I'm leaving that helmet on, man. So, you know, protect the grill at all costs. Good, uh, good advice from Billy Weaver today to wrap it up on. We appreciate your time as always, man. Have a great rest of your week and, uh, we'll talk more sports with you soon. All right. We'll see you, man. Billy Weaver joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll update the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard because we got some day baseball going on, including Igo's Mariners up one nothing on the road in Chicago facing the White Sox. Also, Igo joins us in the Pirate Radio studios. I got a lot of questions about these new basketball players that Mike Schwartz has brought in. We'll see if Igo has any answers. Also been a busy day for steven updating the football transfer portal spring ball is over 
and we're starting to see some pirates on the way out we'll talk about that as well a lot to get to in hour number three i go chan man content junkie shirley and myself back with you after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at Angel Oak. They continue to make customer service the number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success and the combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide offerings of products from standard conventional, government, and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Braxton Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All righty, hour three of Pirate Radio Live. Been a very emotional show, but we have moved on from the hour one drama with mike mullis that was a mess it was um apparently cj is now his favorite pirate radio dude so congratulations i'd like to go on air and say mike mullis is my best friend yeah this is really going to come crashing down hard hey you're going to get your feelings hurt one day yeah until then i'm going to milk it all right well enjoy it Stephen Igo, Hoist the Colors, is here watching his Mariners take on the White Sox. Mariners have a one nothing lead. How have the M's looked so far this season, Stephen? They look just kind of May. Uh, May. May. <laughs> they look kind of <laughs> May. Not next month, buddy. Jeez. They're already ready for May, so they're very <laughs> meh. Meh. <laughs> now, are you saying on. that because you had expectations? Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they split a four-game series with the Twins, like, you, I tell you what, you the Twins got some people. Yeah, the Twins, if they stay healthy, you got some dudes. They're sneaky good. Uh, Buxton and Correa hitting one, two. Their it's rotation's dangerous. not great, yeah. but they can mash. Um, so, you know, I was impressed by the Twins. Byron Buxton was like the the best baseball player. I uh, tweeted this out. I mean, he was – I think he had like six hits greater than 105 exit velocity, and he probably saved at least five runs in center field. I mean, he was just all over the place. Kind of shows you, too, how patient you have to be with baseball guys, right? Because we've been hearing Byron Buxton's name. Oh, dear. That's a bad error. Wow. We've been hearing Buxton's name for how many years now, Stephen? Because he was, what, like a high prospect. He got there and just has never – he hasn't been that MVP guy yet, but, like, it still feels like he could be that, right? he's been hurt is the biggest issue and yeah. he started his career he had a huge strikeout problem he still strikes out a decent amount but yeah i mean it's a case now where he's just got to stay healthy and probably a lot of it is his style of play because he's so fast in the outfield he's just probably so prone to getting injured because he's such a great athlete you do an extraordinary things sometimes that leads to injury so yeah, he's just got to stay healthy. Hopefully the Twins can take care of him and DH him some, get him off his feet, because he's never really played a full season. And I was reading that basically he had... Uh, Made up for it. He had one of the best 
home run per swing ratios over the last like basically since he's been healthy since the end of last season he's just oh i saw his cranking home runs his eight last 81 game numbers you know when they do that it's really not but it's like okay you you multiply that by two that's a full season and he had like 31 homers like and all the steals yeah yeah he hit a pitch uh saturday over his head at 101 miles an hour he just flicked it out and hit it into the third deck and they said it in mlb history since they started tracking this stuff the fastest pitch and the highest pitch that's ever been hit for a home run so like on mlb the show and we just throw that yeah, high fast ball and nobody and can in. hit it yeah. yeah that's basically what it was and it was out of the zone at 101 and he just yeah. flicks it out uh playoff i go is here pulled yeah. out the denver nugget shirt out of the closet huge uh I, probably my favorite first round series uh nuggets warriors that's gonna be fun i go it is it is I, I wish you know i'm excited about the series but i wish they would have got a little bit better matchup but i don't know man it's just unless jamal murray somehow miraculously returns which i don't think will happen it's just like joker will win two by himself. yeah i mean they'll win two they'll win the home games but i just don't know if they'll be able to win Yep. and take out Golden State in a full series. All right, on to ECU Athletics. You can check out hoistthecolors.net, another great VIP chat on Monday. And, uh, Steve, we got a ton to talk about. I want to start with basketball. Michael Schwartz, we've seen uh, a lot of Pirates enter the transfer portal uh, through the exit door, but now we've got some coming back our way and from from other places as well, I think. Junior College. Is it one of each? Yeah, portal, one of each this far. Juco High School? Yep. So three coming in. <clears throat> Three great names. Let's start with most recent. Saxby is on the all-name team. Saxby Sutherland. Sunderland. Sunderland. It sounds like a character off, like, uh, I don't know, the Tombstone or uh, what's the one I'm watching now with Kevin Costner? Yellowstone? Yeah. Like, it sounds like an old uh, cowboy, maybe. Year old Saxby Sutherland's coming to town. Uh, But he is a point guard. And how did we get this fella, Iga? So, from what I understand, one of the new assistants, Jake Morton, had kind of identified him when he was at Jacksonville State, his former stop, and I think kind of kept contact, kept him in mind, and then upon getting the East Carolina job, this guy's a good fit. I think he, you know, maybe a little bit too good to go to Jacksonville State or a school in that conference. He's been holding out for a bigger offer. You know, the interesting thing about a lot of these prep or high school kids are everyone is recruiting the portal so much now that a lot of these guys who would get signed in the past aren't getting signed. I was asking why it would take so long for a... He's done playing high school basketball and yep. just now signed. Yeah, so like a lot of it is... And some guys are still playing travel ball, so they're getting evaluated late. But a lot of it is you can take a transfer and they're kind of locked in with you and then... Or you can take a high school kid, develop them, and they can leave. So there's a risk with taking a high school kid, but you can definitely get some steals that way. And if you feel good about a guy and you think you can develop him, which everything I hear from Coach Schwartz and his camp is that he wants to build a program and not just take the transfer portal route every year. Obviously, he's still going to take some transfer guys, but I think Saxby Sunderland is one of those guys who's a, a bigger point guard or has the ability to play point at 6'3", 6'4", can defend. He's long, and that kind of fits Coach Schwartz's uh, mindset and philosophy. Yeah, I, I like a, a tall point guard. He's listed at 6'2". Is he a legit? He's a legit 6'3". He, he okay. might, he's pushing 6'4". Okay, good. I, I think back, and I just Googled his name. Do you yeah. remember Julian Stone from Utah? Oh, yeah. He was, what, like 6'7"? <laughs> he was 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, and we had a tall point guard in Tristan Newton, but uh, love, love a tall point, I go. Tristan Newton? Yeah. 
Who's that? Are you one of those guys? One of what guys? <laughs> what are you doing right now? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll move on. ECU last year had a point guard that was tall. Tremont Robinson White? <laughs> no. You're close. I'm just mess with you. <laughs> no. Tristan Newton, by the way, visiting UConn. Also, per my sources, will visit Texas A&M and Oregon. 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 Or at least is looking at visiting Oregon. I know a lot of people are who – uh but i don't care I, but i'll still root for him just like i yeah, root for I mean, Jaden. now i'd rather root for him at oregon than yukon there's other places i would root for him harder probably than others why? uh UConn, i still have that conference affiliation taste in my mouth and i traditionally don't root for yukon whereas oregon is no threat to me whatsoever what about texas a&m Texas A&M, uh, I like their head coach. I like their assistant coach. I would not like him going there because it feels like it's been a setup for years now, and that is slimy to me. It's called relationships, man. I know what it's called. And this wouldn't have happened, or at least he would not be being recruited by Texas A&M, I don't think, if Dooley was still here. so Really? I don't know. You've been saying it for years, I go. That he'd end up at Texas A&M. Yeah. In Dooley, fact, you spoke it into existence. If Dooley got let go, yeah. Well, he did. I don't know. Yeah, I'd pull for him. <laughs> I'd pull for him wherever he goes. All right. I can't wait to see you pulling for him at NC State next year. He's not going in. NC But what State. if he did? You said you would. You say a lot of things, Stephen. Apparently, you said Ryder Giles would give a home run. Apparently, I did. I yeah, guess I, I needed an explanation. By the way, uh, he did give a home run, so I guess I was right. Yeah, did did I mean, he say something to you about that? Yeah, he said after post game, he said, uh, "Yeah, somebody on the radio said I was going to give a home run," and and then looked kind of gave me a glance. <laughs> That's did awesome. You? Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. I think I said something to the effect of like, you know, he throws eighty four miles per hour. Like it's only a matter of time yeah. before he gives up a run. Somebody's going to hit a home. I'm kind of glad he did. Now we can yeah, mention. I mean, that he has a 0.34 ERA and don't have to say he hadn't given up a run all year. Right. I mean, it's it's. I mean, the story itself is is awesome. Yeah. I mean, just what he's doing. So, um, honestly, the highlight of the season at this point, no doubt. Uh, Ryder Giles Friday night starter, Friday ace. Uh, who cares about Gavin Williams anymore? We got our new ace. I wonder if teams are looking at this guy. What if they they just if you just look at the numbers, <laughs> yeah. you're like, holy crap, man! Is anybody on this Giles guy? We got to draft this guy, and then you look at and you're like, uh, is that sustainable in Major League Baseball? I don't know. I saw Rich Hill pitching today. Now Ryder's righty, not lefty, right. but he had a little like three quarter seventy some breaking ball going, and then his next pitch was eighty eight fastball or whatever. So it could work, I go. Well, I think Ryder Moyer did it for years. He did Mariners, soft throwing, throwing like eighty six miles an hour. In I guess you leagues. don't see too many soft throwing righties. No, it's yeah. and it's all about deception. If they are soft throwing righties, they are doing what Ryder's doing. You got to have deceptiveness, mixed speeds, and the other thing that Ryder does, even though he throws slower than most starting pitchers, he pitches on the inside part of the plate and he does it effectively because yeah. it's more about. 68 the difference between 68 and 84 you know is is a big deal so like if you're you can't really sit on or if you sit on one or the other you're going to get beat because there's just such a difference between the pitch speeds um you know what i would do if i was rider i would try to start throwing a knuckleball you might as well add another weapon to your repertoire and i mean that could get you somewhere so maybe why didn't i mention that to him yesterday i'll tell him next monday yeah Start throwing a knuckler. 
and mix that in uh, before we get to conference tournament play. All right, back to basketball. Saxby's in. Uh, what about Q? How'd you say his name, Chandler? Debonje. How about Debonje? Debonje. Uh, I don't think that's accurate. Uh, I don't. Debonje. I don't know what the actual pronunciation is. Uh, I've heard mixed things. I'm calling him Q for now because I've heard his first name might not even be Quentin. It might be Quinte or Quinte. Or How about Quinte the Tennessee or... transfer? Q. Yeah. What about him? You want to know his scouting report? Or... Um, should we be excited? Yes. This is wow. a guy who you could potentially kind of build a team around not going to say he's going to be an all-conference player but he can score was he going to be a player at tennessee if he had stayed yeah i think so he was just stuck behind multiple guys i mean yeah. he's six five he can play multiple positions he can shoot he's athletic you know the biggest thing for me is with these additions ecu is getting a lot more athletic and a lot more length and you know Dooley did a really good job of adding length but they they play they still played a, uh, below the rim for the most part, during his time at ECU compared to other teams in the American. And I feel like these additions will have ECU playing more above the rim, especially with uh, Q and... Um, My guy Ben Baella. Ben Baella. Uh, two French kids. So, you know, you're, oui, oui. you're adding just a lot of uh, ability to the roster, and there's going to be more to come as far as that versatility and athleticism. And when's the next one dropping, I go? I like this. Let's keep it going. We got another uh, one? Any day now. I think you'll see another commitment pop up. Don't Portal, know high school, or JUCO? Um, probably the high school route. Okay. All right. Good enough. That I mean, will be on the roster this upcoming season? That is the plan. But I think eventually you'll see another transfer added. I mean, they're after a lot of guys right now. And you keep uh, getting these questions uh, every Monday on the VIP chat, and I bring it up with you on Tuesdays. Players that are still here. Brandon Johnson, RJ Felton, Javon Small. Uh, you keep uh, at this point, Luigi's in, yes, yes. Okay. At this point, Luigi is in. He, How about he, those others? Everyone you, you listed at this point is expected to return, okay. But the biggest thing is, I mean, we always have to remember this is a fluid situation, yeah. Player A announces he's committing, he's playing the same position as player B. Maybe player B says, I don't I don't know about this, yeah. They're Schwartz is looking up. for yeah. better people to put in, so, so I mean, this is all. It's still a fluid process, but um, yeah, I mean, the, from what I've heard, the guys who are still on the roster, they're going through workouts, they're fully bought in, and they want to see, you know, kind of what this thing's all about. So I, I definitely think it, no matter what the number ends up being, there will be a core of returning players. Steve and I go hoist the colors joining us as we take a look at the City Connect jerseys. The Washington Nationals have the worst City Connect jerseys I may have ever laid my eyes on. Well, I'll tell you what, Nationals Twitter and the Washington Nationals themselves seem to like it. Is that uh, the one with really? the flower? Yeah, I'm okay with in love with it. I, 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 me personally, I don't, I don't get it. We're, we're, I don't understand. I think Boston's is terrible. I know some people like them, but I think they look traffic cones or something I don't tony Larusa wearing that south side looks amazing he's <laughs> like an old gangster yeah. <laughs> miami's is pretty fresh yeah that looks good what has arizona got going on serpentines <laughs> serpentine the uh the dodgers i mean what are they even doing that I mean, is stupid why well, give them that i hate that's the dodgers, the dodgers. yeah giants are kind of i don't know space city's cool i know you hate all things astros but space city 
why are they the only teams that get those yeah why the mariners have the coolest colors in baseball let's give them something they could do some space needle they could do an aquatic design they could do a lot all right anyway let's take a break we aren't cool enough we'll come back we'll have more for you on you're not as cool as the marlins yeah we definitely aren't by the way how's your uh cone of ice uh at a 10 i'd probably give it an 11 sweet I, i got the pineapple flavor i got pina colada yeah mine's great yeah you just missed out on the truck just missed steven we were like please wait for our next guest they're like we gotta head out no, it's tough like, please we're like steven i goes coming they're like we don't care I grabbed, you think i care i grabbed the back bumper trying to keep him in couldn't do it uh more to go pirate radio live i go back after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club. Or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is your host clip rock all righty steven is the answer guy so i'm glad he's here today let me run down the ecu lineup real quick they'll take on elon at six o'clock leading off playing shortstop zach agnos lane hoover in the two hole playing left field jacob starling will hit third playing second base in right field jacob jenkins cowart at cleanup alec makarevich is at third hitting fifth Cam Clonch is your D8th, batting 6th tonight. Bryson Whirl hitting 7th in center field. Josh Moylan, your first baseman, hitting 8th. And Ben Newton will catch again. He is in the 9-hole uh, for East Carolina. And on the mound, right-handed pitcher, Jaden Winter. Who's that? I was hoping you could provide a scout. Is he a call-up? Yeah, he uh, just came <laughs> up from the practice squad. He's been pitching midweek and and the practice squad but has not, he pitched this year I no this is his first career appearance wow. Jaden winter he's a product of the dirt bags one of many former dirt bags to join the team and uh i've heard good things but you just never know when a guy is making his college debut i think he's maybe dealt with an injury and had been coming back from that but i've heard he's looked good in inner squad and i think he's got his chance he's not you know it's still going to be a staff day he's not yeah. going to go out there and throw six innings so expect to see a lot of arms the other thing is you got the quick turnaround with Thursday. You're going on the road. I think they're going straight from Elon to UCF. Yep. So, I mean, I hate to say this game is irrelevant, but what does this game mean at this point? Hmm. Like, yeah, I think you're at large chances. I mean, certainly you don't want to lose this well, game. but yeah. No, I see what you're saying. You want to win the series. You're right. I mean, what does any game really mean at this point, though? All you got to do now is win the conference tournament. Well, I mean, I think if you win the regular season championship, you'll have a case for an at-large, depending on what the RPI is. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and off to a 4-2 and two start to that season. I go uh, the conference season. Let's. Uh, you've been busy on Twitter today announcing football players entering the transfer portal. And one of the names really stood out, and that was uh, Javion McCray, defensive tackle, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this as glass half full and say I, the job they've done of stacking this D line 
has been so good that a guy like McCray, who you expected to see and be productive throughout his East Carolina career, has found himself behind some guys and therefore is going to try to go play somewhere else. Is that the case? Yes, that is the case. I mean, I, I think he just wants to play, and he's not a bad player. I mean, he could contribute on this defensive line. There's just so many guys ahead of him right now, and they added J.D. Lampley, a true freshman. They added Chandra Mims, grad transfer. Those guys kind of came in and started working with the first and second team right away. On the interior defensive line alone, you return Elijah Morris, Rick DeBrew, Xavier McIver, Sarad Ware, Man. Deontay Johnson. J.D. Lampley, and who did I just say? Chandra Mims. That's seven. And they'll rotate guys in and out, but still, that's a You're lot of bodies. so deep in yeah. the interior defensive line room. So, and, and many of those guys outside of Chandra Mims have multiple years of eligibility left. So, unless there was a lot of injuries, he, you know, he probably was not going to play a lot. So, it's just one of those cases where across the country you're going to see this because it's it's – you had the COVID year of extra, can't even speak COVID year of extra eligibility, which has kind of had a ripple effect over time, and so you got guys who are still in college with certain years of eligibility left that otherwise would be gone, and it's just you're going to see a roster crunch everywhere. And Javen's a good player, and ECU's rosters are getting to the point now where even good players, you don't have room for all of them. As you build a championship caliber team, that's the hope. You're going to have to unfortunately. Maybe lose some guys that you originally thought would uh, would help you out. Well, a shout out to me uh, for back in eighteen nineteen saying not only would ECU have a competent defensive line in 22-23, but it would be a position of strength. Now, I base that off of Travion Freshwater <laughs> and Keziah Everett, and probably I base that right. off of guys that are no longer playing those yeah. positions, Stephen, but still I'm going to take that win. It is amazing that the highest recruited guys in Javion was there too, you know, have not turned into the, the backbone. Like Elijah Morse. He was a true walk freshman on, right? walk on. Yeah. Rick DeBrew was one of the lower rated recruits that Mike Houston signed. Emmanuel Hickman, another guy that wasn't super highly recruited when Coach Houston was on him. Deontay Johnson, Sarad Ware, like these guys had less going on than McCray. A lot of it just it shows what a what a crapshoot recruiting is. But also the strength in numbers. You know, you want to recruit a lot of one position if you have a need because you're not going to hit on all the guys. You know, traditionally you're going to hit about 50. If you hit 50, 60%, you're doing pretty good. How about CJ Crump, cornerback? I go, you tweeted out a few hours ago, he has entered the transfer portal. Did he play? No, he was a similar situation. He was a reserve corner. He actually okay. missed the entire spring with an injury. So he was the guy that, again, was looking up at a depth chart that. You know, it's going to be tough to see the field in the immediate future. And uh, Sully Harden, I did not know who that was, but I did see a picture of him punting a football, so he was a punter. He was a specialist. He got one punt in the spring game. Wasn't a bad punt, but uh, they have like three other punters. So the picture he put out was of his one punt? It was a warm-up punt in a game last year. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, he never punted in a game. All right, so those are the three names there. This is, And I saw somebody say, why are these guys transferring? Well, this is a, a common thing, but it's also a positive thing. I mean, that means you got players in front of these guys who are, are too good for them to play, so they want to go get their chance somewhere else. This is not a, a bad thing for the program. This is a, kind of a positive, right? Yeah, I mean, I think you just have a lot of casual fans that I guess don't follow college football as a whole, but 
stay tuned to ECU news. When they see somebody enter the portal, they automatically think, oh, this guy's jumping ship. He doesn't want to be here. Right. It's not always that that way. It's just the guys want to play. You know, this happens at all the good programs across the country and even at programs that aren't very good. You're going to have a rash of transfers after the season and after spring ball, and this is the after spring ball rash. Uh, Robert earlier said that Oregon has the ugliest court in history. I would agree with that. I think Memphis is no. worse. Oregon's at least Memphis has some color to it. Oregon is just like they're trees, man. Elton, I guess, referring to players that played at East Carolina that have left, they walked the plank, let them go, and forgotten. Okay, it's one way to go. About I mean, it. I think you can just wish them success. You know, thanks for choosing ECU out of high school. And do whatever the hell you want. Giving East America. Carolina a chance. America. I mean, the guys that left, they said on Twitter, hey, I wish ECU nothing but the best. They didn't mean that. They don't care. They don't mean that. You know, if they go out saying, hey, ECU. Are you just repeating F- what I say? Yeah. All right, I like it. <laughs> F off or whatever, then yeah. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> or screw Coach Houston. I hate this place. Uh, <laughs> like that, that's one thing. I I hate Coach Houston, but not as much as I hate my teammates. They can all burn in hell. It would be amazing if somebody <laughs> actually went out with that statement because everybody's like, thank you for my two years uh, at school X. So blessed. Looking forward to my next chapter. Um, we created this monster. and if uh, we, we created the transfer portal? No, this next monster I'm going to talk about. Oh, okay, The monster of... This guy like posted a picture of a million logos, college logos, and said, "Where should I go to school?" on Twitter. Like we did that, and oh, yeah. and if it was our special boy, well, our boy's special. He he can do that. Now, if you if you do it, you you're just looking for attention. But my boy, he's special. He's my angel. He's my you know. And we created this thing. We got an ESPN hat game, all that stuff. And now it's just it it's gone. It's too far gone. We'll never pull it back in. But I saw that this week, Stephen, a guy on Twitter had just about every college logo in the country and said, where should I go to school? Just to get the, the attention. And yeah. you know what? I saw some Pirate fans putting ECU. <laughs> Is it even fun if it's like that many schools? Like, I think it's fun. First of all, it's not fun at all, period, to me. But I don't, Yeah, I mean, even like a top – like, okay, top three is is where I'll accept it. What if it's Kadeem Sai C? Kadeem C, then I'll I'll still accept it because like there was some there was a reason to follow that recruitment. Uh, there was a build up. He was famously had ECU in the top three twice, right? Am yeah. I thinking the right guy? Yeah, yeah, he had ECU in the top three twice. So he had him, didn't choose him, transferred, had ECU top three again. I got mad. He was like, man, I'm never, <laughs> I'm never looking at this guy's top three again. Where did he go to school the first time? The first time he went to Ole Miss. Ole Miss. All right, this is the same. And guy. then he went to where? Wake. He is now at Wake. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I got you sidetracked, but I don't even know what we're talking about now. Yeah, top three, top five, top oh, ten, yeah. whatever. But that's the thing is, guys are now like, I'm going to release my top eight in August. I'm like, man, there's going to be no scholarships in August. So like, you need to commit in June. It's not even about that though. It's about the attention oh, on Twitter, you're right? Right. I mean, but too the nil thing like guys want to build their brand and it's yeah. smart in some ways if you're a top recruit so i don't know like you said we created this and if a guy puts ecu in his top three i'm gonna tweet about it because 
Yeah. I guess that's my job. No, it is. Like, you got to I mean, roll with it now. <laughs> so it, it's a mess. It's a it's a box that has been opened, and you can't really. And if you're ECU, you know, one school started. Hey, let's hire people strictly for recruiting, and let's hire right. this person strictly to make graphics. Well, that school's got an advantage, so then the other schools have to follow. Yeah. And it just keeps happening and happening and happening. I don't know where we will eventually draw this line. I guess the line will never be drawn. No, it'll just keep getting more out there and out there. All right, so uh, hit on football, hoops, a little bit of baseball. It's just about everything ECU-related, Stephen. What else you got going on? Just uh, just enjoying baseball season uh, major league baseball slater got a uh, picture with coach houston yeah yeah we're hoping to get his first uh, verbal scholarship offer here in the next week or so has he put out his top 50 yet he's working on it he's where should i go to school <laughs> <laughs> you know it might upset some people if the pirate nation would really want you if nc state or north carolina are included in there yeah but hey it's his call right how messed up would it be if i had a son that ended up going to college and pick like nc state over ecu as the ecu you had to report it yeah and i had to report it that would be hilarious (laughs) sources i wonder if that's ever happened probably not because all those writers are so unathletic and nerds yeah nerds we never are athletes right and then people say source and be like me his father i would have to (laughs) contact Igo to get info on his son yeah i'd have you on the show to talk about slater's recruitment that'd be weird I think you'll still be doing that when in 20 years from 18. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's only 17, 16 yeah. years from now. Well, you did it with Morgan and Holton. Yeah. Yeah. So. And Morgan wouldn't say anything. Yep. Yeah, well, none of us knew where Holton Aylers was going to school. And it was just, it was, I honestly thought he was going to NC State until I got to Conley that day and talked to people. And they were like, oh, there's no way he's passing up ECU. Well, I know how much Holton enjoyed facilities and dave dorn right he had a good relationship yeah. with Coach and he dorn. still does he said yeah uh, yeah so anyway all right uh tony larusa <laughs> making his way to the mound what do you think of the trend i go larusa buck showalter i don't know I don't really where's know. lou Pinella? is he still alive we need to get some more old I managers mean, in the game i guess uh I was don't, lou Pinella I mean, your first manager yeah yep with the Mar- with the mariners you yep. watch i'm indifferent on old managers coming back i'm indifferent on mlb managers period yeah i kind of am as well like i just think they make very little difference like a lot of front offices are now running these organizations that's a good point and you're gonna pitch your three and a third innings yeah we're gonna go to the next guy and all that like that i think the cardinals guy was what was his name well they fired schilt i think they fired schilt because he was because he wanted to manage yeah he wanted to manage (laughs) basically is what it came down to yeah so, uh, so. Yeah, it's all different now. All right. Uh, any Broncos news? What pick do they got? They traded it for Russell Wilson. So they're in the, but they have like a second, two seconds and two thirds, maybe, or a second and two thirds. I don't know exactly how it, how it is this year. All right. But they still got enough draft capital to do something. We'll talk, uh, talk some. Hey, we're only two weeks and two days away from the draft. So exciting i feel like and maybe it's just me avoiding mock drafts because the broncos have a quarterback but like i feel like we were oversaturated the past five years with mock drafts and this year i have not seen that's a good point i wonder if they're still out there because i myself 
now that Washington got Carson Wentz, I have taken a step back to look right. at it. I, I haven't looked at a single mock draft this entire offseason. How about I'm, you? I'm, no, hardly any. Maybe not at all. I know when college football officially ended, I was looking at some. But since then, like I don't think I've looked at any. But I remember last year this time, I was like looking at like maybe three or four a day. So, was that before? When did you get Darnold? <clears throat> uh, the other day, it was actually one year ago. I saw so it was before the draft? So it was like less than a week ago yeah. uh, a, a year ago that we got him so alright uh, I go good stuff thanks for hanging out thanks for having me I'll talk to you soon Steve and I go hoisting those colors we'll take a uh, timeout as we do Shirley let's make somebody a winner booty 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 everywhere booty 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 everywhere alright 317-1250 Shirley what do you want to give away on this lovely Tuesday uh, let's uh since it's opening uh, day today for the Down East Wood Ducks, how about a pair of tickets to a Wood Ducks baseball game? Go see the Woodies. I'm sure Slater would love to get out there this summer. I go check out some Woodies baseball, some uh, minor league baseball. The Rangers, a team on the rise. I go loves the Rangers. Great organization. You can go out there and boo the Rangers players, future Rangers players. <laughs> Uh, 317-1250. If you want to go see the Down East Wood Ducks on us, we'll take a timeout. Did you say what caller, Shirley? No, I didn't, but it'll be caller 12. Caller 12. 317-1250. More to go after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Robert Matthews of Ahoski. Picked up a pair of tickets to a Down East Wood Ducks baseball game. Of course, baseball back in Kinston. And the Woodies, are uh, their opening day is actually today. Get your single-game tickets and check out all the fun promotions planned this season right now at woodducksbaseball.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Great evening for some Down East Wood Ducks baseball as they get their home season underway at historic Granger Stadium. Coming off some losses to the uh, Mudcats uh, in Zebulon, and they'll see if they can turn it around at home beginning tonight. Always a fun time at the ballpark out uh, in Kinston at historic Granger Stadium. Let's get a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Uh, got some uh, scores uh on the uh table cj if you will that's no that's table is standings i guess our soccer scores called scores tallies no they're scores <laughs> okay uh chelsea beat real madrid three to two although i'm seeing an arrow beside real madrid because this was the second leg aggregate score of five to four yes. so real madrid advances yes um Bayern Munich will not be advancing as they were defeated by 
Villarreal. Villarreal. Uh, one to one was the score of that one, but aggregate uh, two to one in favor of Villarreal. So is that a surprise? I don't know. Big surprise. Bayern Munich seems like the team to beat for they the were. most part. Yeah, massive surprise. So who's left in the uh, Champions League? Well, let well, me look at it to make sure I don't well, get it wrong. Well, hey, Donnie, who's left uh, in your opinion? Well, I, mean, yeah, I, I could name anybody right now, but it, it, I probably don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't watch soccer, so. Uh, okay. I don't know anything about it. I know you kick it. That's about it. Well, coming up tomorrow, CJ, we've got Atletico Madrid and Man City at 3 o'clock. Also, Liverpool and Benfica. Yeah, Benfica. Benfica. So, it should be Man City and Liverpool. Um, So, you get two Premier League teams joining, who do we say, Real Madrid and... Where, where's Villarreal? Where? Same as Real there in Spain. Spain. All right. Well, there you go. There is your Buccaneer Music Hall soccer update presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. MLB scores. Right now, we're watching the Mariners and White Sox play one-to-one in the fifth inning. The Guardians of Cleveland are ahead of the Reds 4 nothing. That score in the fifth. No-no alert. The Reds do not have a hit as of yet. Oh, Shane Bieber on the mound. That kind of explains why. Uh, the Cubs have a one nothing lead over the Pirates in the sixth inning. Hmm. Pittsburgh's one and two. Is this their home opener? I saw some pictures of the beautiful ballpark. The yep. one thing Pittsburgh has going for them, PNC. Yep. Is that That's, what they still call it? Yes. It yes. is uh, lovely. Uh, and earlier today, Red Sox five, Tigers three. Chandler's Nationals took it to my Braves last night. Was it 11-1 final? I quit watching that one early on after the Nats got a big lead. They'll play again tonight. The Braves have... Bryce Elder on the mound. Can't say I know who that is. Patrick Corbin Patrick still Corbin. pitching. So he's uh, he's a vet at this point. Uh, Orioles win last night. They take on the Brewers tonight, 7.05. Shirley, that'll be right here on Pirate Radio. That is a true statement. You can check them out. Mets, at 7 o'clock. We'll, we'll pick up the coverage at 7. 7 o'clock. Mets, Phillies will play again tonight. That was a wild one last night as the Phillies came back in the bottom of the eighth and uh, knocked off the metropolitans blue jays yankees blue jays took it to the yankees last night they'll play again tonight in the bronx let's see dodgers at twins at 740 padres giants late night tonight in hoops chandler who you got cleveland at brooklyn in game one of the play-in tournament well listening to spencer percy the other uh, while ago no jared allen it looks like maybe for the clip for cleveland i don't know if that's going to do uh that might not damper them too much i'm going to go brooklyn though i i, I they are huge favorites yeah. like nine and a half so I, i'll go i don't know if they'll win by nine or more um but i'll take uh, i'll take brooklyn in that game and then game two this is a fun one just because we're not used to seeing any kind of postseason back basketball in minnesota you got to go back to the kevin garnett days uh, but they will be hosting the Clippers tonight. It should be a good crowd, I would imagine, in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually like them at home tonight. Um, you know, with Cat and uh, Edwards, and, and then you also have Beverly, who's a uh, defensive menace. Wait, for who? Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, against the Clippers. Yeah. Yep. Oh, at home. All right, you just sold me. I was not planning to watch that one, but now I am. That's going to be the best crowd of the playing tournament games yeah They've been i was thinking about like that too. atlanta doesn't have a great sports crowd yeah. per se but I, they'll show up for tomorrow night i would think I, but i think so for minnesota 
their fans kind of came in this year with no expectations, and now they're in the playoffs. Oh, whereas they're going to be hype. Yeah, whereas uh, the Hawks, they were coming off the Eastern Conference Finals, and wow, people forget, including yeah, myself. They're kind of. You know, no, that's a good point. Yeah. Which, I mean, if I remember correctly, no one really kind of had them going there last year right, either. Right, Um, So they, they made a climb, made a run. There. That series, they had a series with the Knicks that was fun, right? Yes, they yes. did. Yes. And, uh, yeah. I and both of those New York teams struggled this year. Trey Young. Absolutely. Yeah. And who is the other Western tomorrow night? Uh, New Orleans and Sacramento. Or not Sacramento, sorry. San Antonio. And that Pelicans crowd should be really good, right? Should be. Should yeah, because they are kind of... They are. They've been having some fun uh, because they had Anthony Davis leave them for LA, and also you got those players in from LA, and they have been uh, kicking dirt on the Lakers for like the last three weeks, having some fun on social media. So that'll be fun too. All right. Well, I'm I'm into these. Everything but Brooklyn, Cleveland. I think that might get ugly. I I think Brooklyn's going to go on a run in these playoffs. So if they're the seven, they would play the Celtics. Mm-hmm. What are you nervous? Not nervous per se, because I expect to win the series, but a bit annoyed by the fact that I think if we had played, honestly, I think if we had played Chicago, I think we would have swept them. Uh, if we played Toronto, I think it would have not gone past five, but I think we're probably going to six. It kind of stinks that you played so well all year and your reward is getting Kyrie and Kevin Durant right. in the first round. Right. Uh, Shirley, let's get our last break in and we'll come back. We'll wrap it up here on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. That was your Buccaneer scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. We're back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. We are out of time. Thanks for tuning in today. Enjoyed it. Hope you did. We'll be back with you Wednesday, 3 o'clock for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live for Shirley Rhodes. CJ Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt, I'm Clip Brock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.